What is up, everybody? Happy money, whatever data ends and why you're tuning in. And welcome back to another episode of the Win-Win Effect Show presented by Winject Studios. I am your host, Chris Ross. And if you're new to us, welcome. Really excited and blessed to have you here for the first time. The outcome of this show is to inspire and help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How I go about achieving this is with my philosophy, one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome. And that only leads to you adopt the proper behaviors that will take you to another level of thinking. Man, oh man, oh man, do we have a good one for you today. For today's episode, I'm excited to share a conversation that I had with one of the industry's best kept secrets and the brain behind so many influential brands and countless industry leaders, the creator of Instant Fame Academy, LMA. This impactful conversation is a lengthy one, I will tell you this, but it's so good, you can't chop it up. Today, we unpacked how to create an authentic social media presence and monetize from it, content repurposing and converting followers into clients that actually buy, and most importantly, how to do it in an authentic, genuine way for you to stand out in the marketplace without sitting on a car or a boat or a yacht that you did not buy. If you are looking to take yourself to the next level, the top 1% of that 1%, perhaps you might want to pay attention. Don't forget to text us at 843-396-2104 and let us know how you felt about today's show. Stand by for a quick message and let's have some fun. This podcast is part of the Winject Studios Network, where podcasters come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how to apply to join the network, go to www. Dot winject.com. That's W-I-N-J-E-C-T dot com. If you're ready to make a difference through podcasting, then we're ready to see you there. What's shaking world? Welcome to today's episode. I miss have Miss Vancouver's finest down now in the Arizona area. Are you probably are you working on your tan now? I am working on my tan. I, really <laughs> have, I like legit cannot get enough of the sun. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, there's not a single day where I'm not like I'm so grateful for the sun. Um, Bogart told me the other day he's in obviously Phoenix area and he mm-hmm. said it was snowing the other day. There was a hailstorm. Yeah, I was out mm-hmm. for a run. Yeah, it was. I was. I was so. I was like, this is not why I moved to Arizona. What the hell? <laughs> it was a week where we had nothing. Bringing the but, snow with you. <laughs> oh my god! It was a week where we had this weird, like you know, it was rain. It was overcast. There was a little mm-hmm. hailstorm, but none of it lasts, right? But it then switched recently, like probably four days ago, and it's just been nothing but sunny skies, and the temperature's been going up, and I'm happy. Right. Right. I mean, what was the biggest reason why you wanted to move down there in the first place? I mean, for the listener, I mean, obviously the listeners will probably just hear the intro afterwards and we'll go into all of your bio and all the things you've accomplished. And especially, mm-hmm. I think we share one love is that you got your Instagram got hacked. Mine got hacked over right before the yeah. new year. And I was like, <laughs> which was kind of really funny because the blue ticks and all those things happen. And, and then next thing you know, I got hacked and I was like, well, I'll grow another one. It's fine. I'll grow my podcast. for. <laughs> But that's really, well, obviously we'll talk a lot about that because that's what you do. And then, yeah. you know, obviously the company and there's a lot of, there's a lot of different types of depth with you. There's a lot of substance, which is great. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, we caught lightning in a bottle the first time we had a conversation on the phone. Oh, just a shout out to Anthony Trucks, just real quick, we're our personal friend, the one that connected us and anybody he ever points me in the right direction or put, just introduces me to, I'm like, all right, 
we're friends for life. Let's rock. So we're good stuff. Good stuff. But thanks for coming on. Um, just for the most part, there's only one question I normally ask guests just to give the listeners more context behind who mm-hmm. you are, what you're about. Like for the most, if someone you introduce yourself to someone, I mean, how do you kind of describe yourself and what you do for a living? Um, so what I would say is like, hi, my name's Ella. So <laughs> what I do is um, I work mm-hmm. with businesses and entrepreneurs that have been very successful, either pre-social media or without social media. I help mm-hmm. them take all that, all that copy, all those funnels, all those, con- all that content, put it into social in a way that connects with their audience and turn it into a revenue stream. Mm-hmm. And then I also have a group program that helps entrepreneurs, business owners learn how to grow and monetize their social media presence from the ground up. Right. So growing it from the ground up, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously what you do it is, is very, it's very methodical breakdown if you look at it in a certain way. Yeah. How do you kind of describe that to someone? Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs that don't like to do social media and don't like to leverage it, but they, they feel that they have to just because of the fact that everyone's on it and you have to leverage it like a tool, but that some of them don't think of it like a tool. Do you kind of describe that to them? It's like in showing them how lucrative could it be for their business? Look, I started my entrepreneurial career as a copywriter, yep. right? I learned copy from one of the greats and mm-hmm. I was, I was really happy as a freelancer and I was just doing my own thing. Um, and social made its way very organically into my business. Mm-hmm. And that, so now, but because of my copy background, it's something that I look at with a lot of strategy. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like when I'm working with people that have been very successful, either pre-social or without social, sometimes they have followings by default, but I promise you, these are the people that hate social the most. Yes, they 100%. hate it. So we always have to have this little come to Jesus talk where I'm like, listen, I promise you figured out harder <laughs> things than this. It's okay. Like we're going to make this work. But the thing about the, with those people, like you would be, you know what? I mean, you've been, you've used social, but let's say you had it, you would fall into that category. If you're spending money on anything in your business, especially a, a marketing channel, you mm-hmm. need to see results in three months or less. Yeah, bottom I have line. to. I would say even before that, I have to look at it in a yeah. bird's eye view and saying, okay, what is the possibility in the next two weeks, three weeks? How can I, where do I track the met- metrics? I look at things, the outcome on the outside of it, then I work myself backwards and reverse engineer it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like when you were mentioning, I was just like all the other entrepreneurs. It was like, I don't need that shit. I don't want to do it. I don't have the time, but yeah. that's a, that's a limiting belief. I don't have the time. I'll make the time for what's important for my business. Do you see my it point? Does. We make, so, we make right. the time, right? right? But yeah, you need to see results. Cause like, it's not like you're a solo, mm-hmm. like you've got partners, maybe you've got a yeah. team. You've got like every dollar needs to be doing what it, you know, something that helps the business. So when I look at social, I look at it very systemized in the yes. sense that, okay, A, B, and C, what platforms do we need to focus on? Where's the main, like, where are we bringing people to? How are we getting them into conversation? How are we bringing them off of social into a more intimate environment mm-hmm. from there? What's their journey all the way to mon- like, you know, when you're reaching the right audience, helping them with what you have to offer. Most people out there, like most like ethical entrepreneurs that I encounter, I, like I know that there's people who would remortgage their house to work yes. with them, but yes. they don't know they exist yet. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you're not when you're not using social as a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's a it's a time suck essentially. Mm-hmm. You're scro- like if you're okay, like full like full if you're spending more than a minute a day scrolling on Instagram, you're doing something wrong. Yes. Like I'm a drug dealer. I don't get high on my own supply. <laughs> okay? I love this shit. I but, love this. Right. Yeah. 
If you're spending mm -hmm. more than a minute scrolling, looking through, scroll, like I don't know. The first thing I tell people is turn off all your notifications. You're in charge 100%. of it. What is your yeah. problem? I, I look at social media once a day and that's at yeah. 930 in the morning when I'm looking at reports, not social media. Yeah. But they put all the data there on that spreadsheet for me to track the numbers and engagement and figuring out, okay, that post didn't work here. This post, And I have a team that runs it. So I just kind of oversee it to make sure nothing really jumps out to me and there's a huge problem. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, so when you're looking at it that way, and yes, 100% correct, you can't get high on your own supply, right? That's the number one rule. So if you're number looking at- being a drug dealer, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're looking at it in, in a different way and looking at the numbers and reports and what's actually possible, what's not, some people, when they look at it, they go, it's too time consuming. I need to have certain things in place to ensure that we're driving them there. Have you met George Bryant yet? I haven't, no. George is phenomenal. He, ex-military, he's cookbook, has had over a million followers in, in driving and different blogs. Now he does a lot more marketing. He speaks with entrepreneurs on a high level, that teaching them that relationships beat algorithms. He's got a real deep message. He does things night and day night and day different compared to, I would say 90% of marketers out there. Mm -hmm. You have to have some, he's got a great podcast, Mind of George, which is pretty mm -hmm. funny. <laughs> so I like it. I was like, that's kind of scary. Anyways, but we got, yeah, we got connected through two of our personal friends, uh, Joseph here, Matt Wolf from Hustle and Flowchart Podcast. Mm -hmm. They introduced me and him and they put us together and they were like, Chris does things night and day compared to all the other salespeople out there. And he made his bones in entrepreneurship that way. And he does it this. Well, we jumped on the phone. We caught lightning in a bottle. And we were talking about some other things that a lot of people didn't know on how to leverage certain things where you need to give them content, but giving them the right content for that drives them and turns them into a conversation. And you yeah. just touched on that. And that's why I wanted to talk about real quick. Hmm. How hard is that to teach? There, I mean, there's layers to it, right? Okay. It, it, it completely, there, there's the human aspect where it depends on how comfortable you are on camera. Like if I tell you to go mm -hmm. live right now, will you do it? And will, mm -hmm. or will, would it be a comfortable experience for you? For most people, that's no. Um, with a, That's the one thing working with higher end business owners, that's not a problem. They yeah. know how to go on camera. They know how to turn. They just need direction. And um, Wait, what are we talking? What's the outcome? What's the outcome? And what are we talking about? That's it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Turn right? the damn thing on. Turn it on. They just need direction <laughs> and they need their team trained, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. So what I, I think for me personally, I I always have looked at social through this lens of like, can I, can I, if I- Oh yeah, no, no, no I, I say bad words in my sleep. Okay, I think. okay. No, we're good. I always look at social through this lens of like, holy shit, what an incredible connection. Like, okay, think about it. Like I'm 32 right now. Think about it. When we, when I was like 13, 14, the only way you could ever get in touch with public figures was through those super scammy contact any celebrity websites. <laughs> right, like, or write them, a, write them a letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, call someone, right? Now, like, you could get in touch in, with a rock if you have good timing. Like, mm -hmm. it's phenomenal, right? So I've always looked at it as like, holy shit, we have this big wide world open. Like, we're live on Clubhouse right now. This is another mm -hmm. massive tool. Who knows? I don't even know if anybody's listening. Whatever. If they are, cool. But um, <laughs> it's a massive tool. If they are, hello. If they are, hello. Thank you for listening. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Things clubhouse people say. 
hashtag think Clubhouse evil say, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, now we have this crazy tool where you can connect with anybody. Like I got my first very high-end client through Instagram and through nurturing that relationship. Um, and it's just such an incredible way to A, create relationships and, and strengthen them. Mm-hmm. And B, get in touch with people that genuinely need, not like want, but need what you have to offer love it. that never would have found you otherwise. So You know what I love about your approach, not to cut you off, just to touch on one yeah. thing you said. And I think it's it, valuable information for anyone listening, tuning in. I don't give a shit. They, this is valuable for anybody that wants to do business with anybody. I yeah. don't care if it's social media or not. How to approach a major influencer or how to approach someone of influence and having an ambassadorship behind them. You need to bring them something of value. I cannot tell you how many people reach out to me and ask me for shit. Don't ask me for anything if you're not bringing me anything in return. Like, what What are you? I mean, you need to look at the business. Look at what I'm doing. I actually said someone recently. Mm-hmm. I haven't used LinkedIn since I left. I'm a corporate America dropout. Okay. So when I left corporate America, and I know you, you both, we both are, right? So yeah, when I, I mean, left yeah, there, I yeah, when I left there, I didn't, I really haven't warmed up my link. I got probably what, 13,000, 14 people, thousand, whatever on LinkedIn. I haven't even talked to these people in forever. So now I'm starting to focus a little bit more on LinkedIn. I got a message and the guys that sent me a message goes, Chris, I would love to show you and teach you a pro, like have you be a part of this program and take this course on emotional intelligence. I'm like, motherfucker, like, do you need to do Google or something? You know what I mean? Like emotion. That's what I talk. That's what I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what I, that's what I, I taught comp, like corporations, this stuff, you know, like don't, yeah, I was so disappointed by that. And I normally don't, I don't respond to those types of messages. Cause I'm like, no. it's not worth my time, but I, I had to respond. And I was like, this is how you normally would approach someone like this. And it's not even me or making myself sound great. I was like, this is how you approach someone in the future on LinkedIn. Hey, I was looking at your content. I was listening to this. You said this really interests me. I might have an opportunity that potentially we can collaborate on and seeing how I could benefit you. Would you like to jump on a call for five minutes? Bam. Can I can I give you like a like a alternative formula to this using Instagram that's worked really well? Hundred percent, please. Yeah, because I LinkedIn for me has gotten so spammy lately. Like yes. I just kind of delete my inbox every three Thank months because it's all mm-hmm. like work with me. Okay, so let's say you're somebody. Let's say let's say I was because I'm I'm you know I'm a newer like compared to you I'm a newer entrepreneur right I'm still building myself up. So let's say I wanted to get in touch with you, but we don't know each other. Let's say we don't have any mutual friends, right? Mm-hmm. I know that anybody who is any sort of a public figure has a following. I know because I do what I do. 99% of their inbox is asks, hey, Chris, can mm-hmm. you listen to my podcast? Can you be right. my guest? Can you blah, 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 right? 0.6% is probably probably exposure, like people just sharing your stuff when asking nothing in return. Mm-hmm. And 0.4% is people adding value to you. Mm-hmm. So yep. giving you something, right? So these people who give you exposure, because we're in business, we know that exposure is just as valuable as money. There's a lot yeah. of noise out there. So people giving you exposure really send out people adding value. Really send out, here's the trap you can get into when you try to add value right away. Or like, even if it's a really good idea of collaboration, say Chris, we it on a five minute call or whatever, is 
you don't really know what's happening in that person's world and that person's business. Mm -hmm. And you kind of run the risk of them being like, oh, hey, that's nice of you. Thanks for reaching out. But truly, that's not a focus right now. And you kind of run the risk of being ignored after that because they Mm -hmm. think you're constantly going for the ask of their time. So what I would do to start, and this is I've gotten clients this way, I've created relationships this way. First thing you do is give them exposure. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what I mean by that, if you go to your podcast, you screenshot it, you put it on your Instagram stories, you tag them, you say, this was a great episode. That's it. When you do that, let's say I'm doing that with you, right? So I do that. Now Chris has a DM in his inbox being like, Ella mentioned you in a story. So Mm -hmm. that's just nice, right? I'm not asking for anything. I'm just giving you exposure. You're going to like it. Maybe I'll reply. Maybe you won't, but I'll keep like, I've done this 12, 14 times before, before somebody actually looks at it. Then they're like, holy shit, who are you? So Mm -hmm. like, I'll just, keep doing it until I kind of catch their attention. Then they'll usually reply and be like, Hey dude, thank you so much for sharing. I'm so happy that this is reaching you or even better. This is an even better way to get people's attention, especially the really successful ones. Take one of their concepts, edify them, implement it and show your journey. There we go. Your story showing, Hey, I decided to do this. This like Ella's free book thing that Mm -hmm. Joe Polish taught me about, or I decided to do this, whatever. And show your journey. It's there's so few people that actually take what's taught and really implement it. Mm-hmm. That stands out, right? So all you're doing is adding value to them. You're just adding value, giving them ex- by giving them exposure. You're not asking for any time. You're not asking to come into their ecosystem at all. You're just giving them exposure. At one point, they're going to notice. They're going to be like, "Oh my god, okay, thanks. This is awesome. Like you're so whatever." Then what you do is you reply with a voice message. Okay, yes. because beautiful. This, Love that. This humanizes you. Plus they can hear you. They can, we tell so much from voice. Why Clubhouse mm-hmm. is going up right now. We tell so much from voice. So you apply with a voice message being like, no problem. Look, I love your stuff. Thank you for doing what you do. And um, hey, is there anything you would recommend I check out? Or is there anything that you think would be a good idea? So you're asking them a very easy question. Mm-hmm. They can answer in two seconds. They don't have to look at anything. They don't have to whatever. They're like, oh man, I just did this podcast interview. Watch for it. It's coming out of his dynamite or like check out this one that I did or whatever it could be right? Mm -hmm. So then you go to that one, you share some more. So essentially what happens is you start to open up a dialogue. Okay. And as this evolves, and again, you have, here's, here's the kicker though. If you are doing this with any sort of an agenda, if they can, people can smell this. Oh yeah. A mile, a mile away. A mile. Yeah. Yeah. This has to be with the mindset of, Hey, I don't care if I work with this person now in 10 years or never, Mm-hmm. It's just somebody I want in my corner. They seem like good people. They seem like somebody I would like to connect with. Just touch points, just touch points. Yeah. Exactly, right? So you're going to start to create these touch points. And as you start to build that rapport, you'll like just get insight. Because a lot of the time with these really, like let's say you're going trying to get higher end clients and someone really successful. A lot of the time their business is running quite well. Like mm-hmm. maybe there's, I mean, everybody has holes. But it's, it's running pretty smooth, but maybe they have a passion project that hasn't gotten off the ground because it's all their Touch, money. There's la- there's levels to it, just like levels to what you get to. You need yeah. to put in you need to put in the work and the groundwork and putting in your dues on certain levels. You can't just reach out to, I don't know, Elon Musk. You just mentioned him just now and he was on Clubhouse yeah. last night and blew everything up, right? So you can't just go cold turkey to someone of that name. No. Go, I would say go reach out, find out, find out who their assistant is, find out who there is, be friends with them. Get in proximity. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Get around, just get it, just get in the conversation around them. Yeah. So, the, like, the, this is, mm-hmm. and this is what happened with my first high end client is 
So we had this conversation over like six months over Instagram, yeah. right? And as this, as this, and you know, we would touch, we would talk three times a week, then we didn't talk for a month, then it would pick up again. Like it was just really chill. And then I found out that he had this passion project that he started talking about. I basically took on the initiative to like take some of the videos, repurpose them for him, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I emailed them to him. I was like, oh, hey. And then I pinged, pinged him on Instagram being like, hey, I just sent you an email. Um, yeah. I just repurposed some of these videos. Like I've never been on a call with this person. They've never paid me. I didn't, whatever. Um, I look at my Instagram an hour later, I have eight voice messages and he's recording one being like, mm -hmm. Hey, okay. I like this first video. Here's an idea for the caption. And so I'm like, I'm just typing back being like, cool, keep them coming. And he was like, mm -hmm. Hey, look, are you around? Can you jump on zoom right now? Right. I was like, yeah. So I jump on zoom with this person. He's like, look, I have 400 emails. I have no idea why I opened yours, but this is dynamite. Right. And I was like, Holy shit. Look at the power of social. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's one of those things where like you can, it's so much better to have that relationship over time and the real, it will have so much more depth and so, it'll be a stronger, like just a stronger bond when you're going at it with this slow and steady approach and using, using social that way for connection. Right. I have, um, it was funny that you're telling this story and I haven't thought of this in probably since probably it happened. I, I was on an interview mm -hmm. and I was in, was interviewing a guest or well, two guests. Um, they're probably, it's actually the same people I was talking about. Um, Joe Fear and Matt Wolf, they came on to the women of that and I was interviewing them and I just happened to mention, cause there were two, the dynamic of them were different. One of them does one great as in communication, um, like, you know, really setting up and relationships, long-term relationships, making them feel like family, other person, a little bit more of the analyst and the strategist behind and that dynamic works. And I was saying that I haven't seen it a lot with, um, two dudes, but I've seen it with like two women. They mm -hmm. could work in that type of dynamic. And I mentioned that, that it, what I do for a living is obviously a high emotional intelligence, developing that emotional intelligence. I learned mm -hmm. at a very young age where I was communicating with my sister non-verbally, and that's a whole different story. But I was saying that this decade is a decade for women entrepreneurship just mm -hmm. because of they're a little bit more in tune with their emotions, not just theirs, but they know and sense through bullshit and they can sense it really quick. Mm. You know what I mean? They're they're attuned. They're a lot, a lot more aligned to listen to their intuition, and especially when it comes to business, they're already killing it. I remember saying it, and then my team sent an edit of something of the podcast, like clip. This is when I had my personal IG before I got out. Did the Chris Ross one, but they clipped the video of that. I was like, I want you to clip the video of this what I'm saying, mm. and I want you to. I want and Carolyn did this, and Carolyn remember she went through every female entrepreneur. Like not the higher ones, right? Not the one, like the ones that are like hundred million dollars and Oprah and shit like this. You know what I mean? The ones that, you know, obviously are like rising, like a young, like you guys in 20, 30 entrepreneurs, like four, third, I was on Forbes thing. What is it? Business council. So reaching out to those and tagged them mm. on it. And when she tagged them, now I got their interest and I got on their radar. And once I got on their radar, and then my team started, I started strategically putting posts together and tagging them and they started resharing it, putting in their stories. Cause I had a huge following. I had not just followers. I had ambassadors brought behind mm -hmm. me. It was like, I, you know, they're real engagers. So she, they would, they saw that and it's all through the consistency of my content mm -hmm. that made them want to come on the show. Exactly. Right. So, and I, and I love that you just said that just then, because a lot of people that they're, they're not going to do it for one reason, time. But time is the only non-renewable resource. That's why you need to put in the time and the work to get there. You can't just say, I want to be. Well, and we're like, sorry to cut you off. Sorry. No, it's fine. 
like, like I, and we're kind of fed this whole, this, like the biggest lie we're told on Instagram is you need to post in order to get followers. Mm-hmm. Such a lie. Posting right. gets you in front of your followers. It very mm-hmm. rarely gets you new ones. You don't need to post three times a day. You don't need, that's really unnecessary. Mm-hmm. What I really, cause again, like I work with busy people. What I really encourage is there's probably something you're doing once weekly that you would are, it could be your podcast. It could be a live training. It could mm-hmm. be like, it could be anything, right? Is use that, go live on Instagram while you're on your computer or go like whatever and use that for as many social platforms as you can live because why not it's great for your algorithm people can mm-hmm. jump in it's re- it can create a lot of community and then take that piece and repurpose the shit out of it right. like you can get a month's worth of content like i could probably get a month's a worth day. of content from this interview mm-hmm. right be just by just by grabbing clips of it and maybe i do a little bit of a longer video on one concept because it got a lot of questions or whatever it could be mm-hmm. But you don't like we look at it as this monster like, oh, my God, it's such a time suck. It's such whatever. It's like, dude, like you could with what you're already doing, plus an additional, let's say, 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to actually do the post and write the caption, whatever. Mm -hmm. You could be creating a really cool presence and more importantly, like reaching the people that really need you. They need to hear it. They need to hear the message. Yeah, 100 percent. And rewarding those but they actually reshare it and giving it to them. Right. So exactly. I exactly. do what I, what I do love about behind that, that way of thinking, I've actually would listen to, I can't remember who it was because I, you know, I speak, I would speak a lot of events and yeah. you know, COVID shit happened. And obviously you see a lot of events, um, speakers, they come and they're now doing a lot of podcast content. Yeah. Um, Brian Bogart, obviously um, the guy that I'm going to connect you to in Phoenix area. Um, he's doing some massive things, human behavior mm-hmm. specialist. But there's some events, people, there's speakers, they go, mm-hmm. I don't want to go on podcasts because then they can t- take my stuff. That means you don't have you what? don't have enough depth. But yes, I like, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. That means you only have one pitch. I mean, you think that you just woke up what you you invented the, the whatever you're talking about. You had to learn this information somewhere, correct? What makes you what makes you special or makes every what makes Ella special? You are your own unique special individual, and that's your missing Ooh. ingredient is you. Not the like my content. They've been stealing my shit for yeah. years. I don't give a shit. I, every time I'm putting it out there because I'm documenting my journey and I'm blazing through the levels. Yeah. And you yeah. just got to continue to keep getting better. That one percent, and you hear a lot of these people talk about that. It's you know, I met so many great entrepreneurs and so many great, even athletes, so many great people, just high achievers. Mm. And there's, there's only a certain pattern of behavior they follow. And so it's like, it's not that really complex to be, you know, that top 1% of the 1%. It takes effort and having the right attitude. Would you agree? Oh God, absolutely. Yeah. What what I've seen is people will pay for intimacy, not information. Okay. Love that. Say that again. Say that again. They love that. Yeah. People will pay for intimacy, not information. Boom, boom, boom. Like, here's the thing. Uh Anthony Trucks, for example, Mm -hmm. like one of my biggest mentors. He's been with me since before I had a website. Like I was such a baby when I first started working with him in the entrepreneur (laughs) world. And oh my God, that man is so patient and so kind. Like we I just can't say enough good things about him. But I originally met him at an event where he was speaking. We met kind of briefly. And then we kind of, well, we connected on social and I got his thousand dollar, one of his uh, entrepreneur courses, right? Mm -hmm. Truthfully, like everything in that course is 
what I needed. But I, but I knew I'm like, holy crap, if I get this from his course, imagine what I get from working with him. Yes. Right. Like imagine what I get. And so I reached out to him and was like, what would it look like for us to work together in a coaching relationship? And mm -hmm. he was like, well, truthfully, you have, the, I mean, you know, I'm happy to work with you, but you have the course. And I was like, no, I know, but I need the human aspect. Like I need, yeah. you know, every, you, you know, you know what you need. Everybody knows what they need, their intuition. Yeah. Right. So like you give me a bunch of like paperwork and stuff. I'm like, ah, nope. You give it to me yeah. in audio form or something like I'm, I'm all on it, but go ahead, please finish. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that was two years ago. So I guarantee you that information is probably now on his YouTube. It's probably mm -hmm. now like, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, one that, yeah. Like we have so much information out there that you need to stand out. Like you need to stand out as somebody who just pours value because mm -hmm. if people don't work with you, that's fine, but they'll, you'll be regarded as the expert in your space and they'll look at you that way and you're gaining expertise, you're gaining notoriety. And I think I don't run into it very often, but when I hear people say, oh, hey, like, I, you know, I don't know if I should put this out there because it's my best stuff. This is what I charge for. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, oh, boy. Well, yeah, that, that's a that's a huge red flag for me. Huge red flag. And you can you can see it even through the content that they hold back in our only surface level. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm no. You've you've seen. I mean, you've worked with one of the big. I'm not going to name drops, right? But if you work with some bigger names in the industry of, especially of you, honing in on your craft and really trying to shedding the layers and getting to the true essence of you and figuring out, okay, what does Ella want to do? Like, mm -hmm. what do I want in my life? Mm -hmm. And when you have, when you're exposed to that type of way of thinking, it you can't go back. Nice. So when I hear some, when I hear someone say something in that nature that i'm like what the fuck okay whatever you're only going to be on that level you're only going to get there and you wonder why you're not getting here and 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 like look if you're listening to this and you're like oh my god i've said this it's, it's cool. okay yeah it's, it's cool. cool yeah it's a, it's just a sign of a scarcity mindset there we um, go. thank and, you and, yeah and we all like like you know like shit man i'm still getting over stuff that's that's yeah has to do with scarcity. Like we all deal with this, right? Mm -hmm. But it's just a sign of like, I feel like there's not enough to go around. If mm -hmm. I give this away, I won't get a client. Like it's, it's this scarcity mindset. And it's like, one of the things about entrepreneur, well, entrepreneurship will humble the shit out of you. Oh, like, hell yes. Oh man. Like every insecurity, every worthiness issue, you have every <laughs> front and center. Like it mm -hmm. is, I imagine kids would be similar in terms of like a rock to your mm -hmm. life, but I don't have kids. So I, but I imagine it'd be similar. So what, but, you, but, you, but the only bad thing is you in entrepreneurship, you can't get ugly baby syndrome with your business. You see what I'm saying? Like, look at my business. It's so pretty. It's so great. It looks like shit. Honestly, <laughs> I've had ugly baby syndrome in my business before. And like, like, I want to burn this thing to the ground and go live like, on your fuck bridge. This thing, man. <laughs> just done. done. And, oh my God. Oh, I feel like I've had that before. But um, but no, like, <laughs> like you're gonna face every you're gonna face every insecurity, every worthiness issue, every fear. And it's mm -hmm. just showing this is one of your fears. Right. This is one and of your insecurities that you, you you know you're living in this kind of scarcity. There's not enough frame of mind, and that has to it has to switch. Right. And I'm, 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 I'm really glad that you expanded on that because it's a hundred percent true. Mm -hmm. We're, we've all been there. It's just we've levels to it. We've all been there. I've been there in the, you know, this feels like two lifetimes ago when I was selling internationally and I had a sales team underneath me and I didn't want to share exactly what we were doing, but where I kind of, I lost sight of, and I didn't get to understand yet because I wasn't exposed to that way of thinking 
was that okay if i share this and they're going to do that but that's the you're you're the missing ingredient mm. i can give i can give you all the tools in the world that i use mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to utilize those tools all the way to the to the highest level and getting the numbers that i'm getting but just because of the fact that if i'm the one that i'm the mind behind that system that made it work mm. you know what i mean so there's there's two sides of that coin however there might be a person that events a system and just takes it to a whole different level. Yeah. And like IE was that guy, Tom from MySpace, and he got Mark Zuckerberg, boop, took it to a whole different level because obviously he was seeing something different. But that's mm -hmm. what it's all about is people need that valuable like proof. Like this is proof, this works. And, and that's and where I that's where I see a lot with social media, especially Instagram. They can see it works. Mm. And that's the proof. But they need to see that proof, but or do you? I can visualize it three or four steps ahead. And I don't need to see it happening right now because I know it's going to work. Or this is that is, just mindset? I think this is. I think the the belief factor is real. Like, okay, think about it. Right mm -hmm. in two thousand and two, when Facebook was just being used for college kids. Like, I didn't even find out about Facebook till like two thousand and four or something, right? Um, I was so, later than that. I don't think it was. I think it was two thousand eight yeah, yeah, like, for me. It took a little while for it to gain traction, right? But two thousand and two, when Facebook was being used for college kids, and it was just this Harvard thing. Do you do you think if Mark Zuckerberg? Well, I don't know if he had the vision then, but do you think if he would have gone to, let's say, uh, you know, uh, somebody with with a experience, credentials, money, whatever, and been like? Hey, I'm going to invent this thing. Here's how it's going to work. And here's how it's going to be a billion dollar. And he tried to explain ads and how, like that person would have been like, you're out of your fucking mind. It's that little by little. It's little by little, right? It's little yeah. by little. You can't, I can't come to you and be like, okay, this is what it's going to look like in five years down the road. Yeah. yeah. I, I know what it's going to look like by next week. Cause from the level of you putting in that work and trying to measure and reassess your results and trying to visualize five to seven steps ahead, you can make a, you can make a shift in the next week and go, all right, I'm thinking way too fucking small. And here's what's possible next week. Yeah. So and I just shock the shit out of yourself. Yeah. Love it. Totally. Go ahead. I think that belief factor is key mm -hmm. that if you think you've really got something and everybody's telling you you're bananas, like you're in good company and maybe you're bananas or maybe you've really got something like who knows. Right. But, <laughs> it's that, it's that, and, and you know, and I have such respect for these visionaries that are, you know, it's for example, like Elon Musk was live on clubhouse the other night and he was talking about how they were doing these simulations with monkeys where they were having them play video games with their brain. Like they actually mm -hmm. had stuff hooked up and they were playing, they were thinking and, and they were showing increased levels of dopamine, increased levels. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, cool. There's all these, I mean, I don't know where that's going, but it could be something really neat, right? Like around virtual reality, around AR, around whatever. Mm -hmm. So like with these visionaries, I have such a huge admiration for them because it's, um, it's really cool. So I think, yeah, like when you, you know, if there, whether there's a proven roadmap or whether it's something where you're like, I don't know that. I don't even know if this would work, but I see it and it's real to me the same way like this microphone is real right in front of me. I, there's probably, there might be something there and it might not be what you think, but. The question, you have a question in there, question their own reality from it. I'm like, cause I don't think yeah. that's real or what, what's possible and what we can actually do on the gross side. People will sometimes when they want to take action on things, they need to see that valuable, you know, proof. And I'm like, okay, this, this is real. This is this. Uh -huh. Well, I just need to, I just need to move that needle just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, that's enough for me. I don't need to see the end result because mm -hmm. the outcome that I'm searching for, I just want to continue to keep growing. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I'm sh- what I'm chasing is that freaking target. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that through my task. So like mm-hmm. perfect example, you can't see on the other side of this room right now in my office, there's boards all on the side behind these monitors. <clears throat> and every day I have certain tasks that are going to get me to the targets and get me to the overall outcome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some days it, I don't hit those tasks to get those targets and that outcome isn't going to change. The next task in a target will change to mm. make sure I'm making up for that mishap or whatever. And then it's going to get me there. So that's what I see a lot with, I wouldn't say younger entrepreneurs, but I say entrepreneurs are not putting in the extra hours into their own craft and being alone in their own thoughts and understanding themselves of how mm. they need to work, right? Like they don't understand how to even their own mind works. Being, dude, you touched on something so big there. Like being alone in your own thoughts when you're mm-hmm. an entrepreneur is like the equivalent <clears throat> to like death. Like mm-hmm. it's, especially in that, like in the, when I see it's oh man, and this just breaks my heart because I know, I mean, I know it's necessary, but I know the struggle of it is especially when I see new entrepreneurs that, and they they really have what they have the capability, they've got the core skill sets to make right. it. Um, and they're in that place where they're like, holy shit, I can't spend an hour waking, not worrying about my business. And I don't even uh, know. If yeah. It's like, you're in the hardest part of the hardest part. Like I promise, like it's so, it's so incredibly hard on your nervous system to do this mm-hmm. crazy thing we do that makes us want to run a business. So I, yeah, I think that like, I mean, I coaches, I, I don't know. I was a competitive athlete when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, as a competitive gymnast. I'm still, comp- I'm still competitive. I'm just competitive in different areas now yeah yeah like i was i was a you know as a gymnast and i i showed horses and all this stuff Mm -hmm. i think i was just used to having a coach like i never really thought that there would ever be an area of my if i knew if i there was an area of my life i really wanted to improve on i would just get a coach i would hire a trainer i would do whatever so like anthony was my first real he was my first coach and then that that what a great first coach by the way and if you're listening to this bro love you man but what a great first coach like that dude is a hundred percent authentic and genuine there's nothing fake there's no smoke mirrors there's no fucking flash bulbs going off he's just real and you know what's so cool is i've been you know i've been in business i've been full-time in my business over two years now and uh i've never stuck with one one coach in almost Mm -hmm. anything this long but he his ability to teach and like Mm I didn't know how far ahead. I mean, I knew he was really successful, but I didn't know how far ahead he was, obviously, when I first started working with him. And I look back now and I'm like, you were so patient with me. Like, (laughs) and it was. You respect him even more. And I was, yeah. And I, and then, then around mindset and stuff, like, I remember having conversations with him where I'd be like, I'm just freaked out that I'm not doing good enough for my clients and they're going to, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I could be doing better and blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And he would just be like, dude. You're you're talking as if you can't get new clients, or you're talking yeah, like stuff relax. I never yeah. would have caught, right? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the whole thing, though, is that we're our passion. We're so passionate, and we're we're speaking with authority. We're speaking with so much behind us because we're we're very mm-hmm. driven individuals. Especially if you're competitive, I don't yeah. think I've met an entrepreneur that's not competitive. So the, yeah, the people say I'm not competitive. You're full of shit. So when you're that driven on something, but you're too close to it yeah. to see. He- you're standing yeah. too close to the TV. You're like, I don't know. I can't see the shit. You got to move back a little bit. And yeah. if someone's been exposed, I think success is all about exposure for those who make the right decisions and choices at the right time. Yeah. So you're holding yourself accountable to those. But the only time that you're going to be able to understand that, you got to be alone. Yeah. Like I don't touch my phone first three hours of the day. I don't touch any technology. Yeah. Zero. 
Nothing. Zero. Mm-hmm. This is where all these ideas and shit come from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then I get, then I'm, I walk into my office. No shit. There's two hours of every night after dinner and after I, I shut down and all that good stuff. I come back in my office, make sure I got things. And okay, what am I doing tomorrow? First thing is, and I write everything out, have a measure and reassess. I don't, t- I don't do any emails or any of that. I'm looking at numbers, looking at goals, looking at tasks and whatnot. What do I need to strategize on? I walk back in the next morning, but this is after I wake up, go through my daily ritual habits, putting myself in the right frame of mind to be able to serve in the capacities, capacities that I'm trying mm-hmm. to get to. Then I'm able to get myself 100% ready. And I walk in the office and go, what the f- was I thinking last night? Right? Why am I, why is this task here? Do you see my point? I, I mean, went I, to yeah. bed. Yeah, I went to bed and grew by the time I got back into my office, my mindset. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I heard a really, one of the best quotes, I, or quotes, but sort of sayings I ever heard was from Joe Polish, where he was saying, look, you can't read the label from inside the jar. Yes. And it's so true, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can't see what, you know, we can't, we can't see it when we're in it sometimes, but yeah, no, I mean like, uh, like one thing I'll do a lot and this has been, I've had two people talk to me about this one, my, uh, this guy, David, who's awesome. I connected with very recently brought this up and a shaman that I worked with about a year and a half ago is using dream time. So mm-hmm. there's actually quite a bit of like the, the physicist who invented the periodic table that came to him in a dream. There's actually mm-hmm. quite a few cool stories mm-hmm. of people who have used sleep to make some cool uncoveries. So one thing I'll do before I go to bed and I have like a reminder in my phone that goes off just so my phone goes on do not disturb automatically at like 8 mm-hmm. p.m. But I have one that goes off and sometimes I see it, sometimes I don't. But actually it, nine. Mine's at nine. Right at nine. Whoop. I don't, yeah, yeah, mine goes on yeah. and it stays on do not disturb, I think, till 9 a.m. But um, is uh, is before I go to bed, I'll be like, all right, brain, we're going to have a dream tonight. And in this dream, can you, and I'll say this out loud, in this dream, can you help me clarify whatever? You can't really ask for, like, can I tell you a funny story about this? No, I swear to God. Like, I'm like, how did you, did I tell you something similar like this? No, I don't tell myself I've got dreams. I've studied a lot about dreams, but go ahead and tell the story, please. Love this. I love this. The first time I did this. All right. So I connected with this shaman and, uh, which was really cool. The first time I talked to a shaman and, um, he, you know, one of the things that was the biggest standout is he was like, Hey, I want you to use dream time. And it was basically Mm. this concept. I was like, okay. And then I was talking to one of my friends who was a hypnotherapist and she had also worked with the shaman. And I was like, so I was like, Hey, what's, you know, what did you get from, you know, sh- the shaman? And she's like, well, the biggest thing for me was dream time. I'm like, dude, me too. That's what, okay. I was like, okay, cool. Let's do this <laughs> tonight. This let's mm-hmm. do this tonight and let's talk tomorrow. And let's see what happened. All right. She's like, yeah, okay, cool. So I go to bed that night and I go like, all right, brain, I'm going to have a dream. I did like a brain universe, whatever you want to say. All right, I'm going to have a dream. And I think I said in this dream, can you help me clarify how to reach my audience with impact or something? Mm-hmm. I go to sleep. I wake up. And the only thing I can remember is that the Taylor Swift song, You Need to Calm Down, was playing. I'm like, well, that's fucking bullshit. Like what? <laughs> Thanks. So my friend Penny, who's a hypnotherapist, she texts me. She's like, hey, did you use dream time? I'm like, yeah, but it didn't work. Like that stuff sucks. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, what do you mean? I give me a little, little dramatic. She's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, look, no. here's what I asked. And the only thing I remember is the Taylor Swift song, You Need to Calm Down, was playing. And she's like, dude, I'm hold on. To like, you. Yeah. You're here. Like you're missing it. Like it's saying like, slow down, give something actionable, implementable, mm-hmm. give a smaller bite-sized chunk. I'm like, Oh, okay. So then I was like, okay, well, like, 
shit, why not? Let's see. So I think I put something out on my Facebook group that was like, hey, here's something you can do today right now to improve your social presence. I love that. Love that. Love that. You What you did just then, just for the listeners to understand this, she, she put it out. What she already learned and she hasn't even figured it out yet. This is huge for entrepreneurs, that especially younger ones that don't know what the, you're talking about. Get an idea. You don't need to have that idea mapped out all the way perfect and pristine. Get that shit out there and then let your community help you work it out. Yeah. So like two people commented. On, so I put like a little quick tip, right? Whatever. It's like, oh, it's something small, implementable, actionable. I can do right. that. Two people commented on it. One of which I jumped on the phone with like a week later because we kept a conversation going and she became a, like a year long one-on-one client. I'm one of my favorite clients ever. And the other one I connected with like six months later and she ended up coming into my group program and both of them I'm good friends with to this day. And I was like, that's so interesting. So yeah, it's these li- So I find with using stuff like that, like around dream time, it's really, really helpful if you have somebody that you can bounce because they're not always going to make sense to you. Like I was talking about this with one of my friends the other day and he's like, dude, I was on a boat. It was sinking. I was on blah, blah. And I'm like, what do you <laughs> to do with this? And like, it's helpful to have that outside of you. Um, because they're not, they're very often not very, they're not very linear, not very clear right. to you. But again, you can't read the label from inside the jar, right? No, you can't. No, so, I, I love what I love what yeah. you're saying with just that one piece. I'm going to add something to this. Yeah, yeah. And just to give the listeners a little bit more, because I have talked about this a lot with previous guests. And yes, they might have studied the neuroscience and the neurochemistry, and you can rewire your brain, especially if you're focusing on the gratitude and focusing on all the things you're grateful for at night. I, I still do it now. Mm-hmm. And then I do the same thing when I very first wake up, but I want to be on my own thoughts and, and kind of like break down. Why am I feeling this? What am I feeling? It talks about that. I've learned how to slow down time. Mm-hmm. And that's the neocortex, the frontal lobe part of your brain. That's what conscious. And for those that don't understand this conscious and unconscious part of your brain, that shit shuts off at nighttime all the way down to dials all the way down. Why it's important. It dials it down. That's where the other part of your brain, I call it the librarians, on just filing all the information and the data that you learn subconsciously and unconsciously all day. That's why it's important for you to get a good a night's sleep. You don't need to sleep eight fucking hours. It's up to you and how much energy you actually, I guess you would say, recycle and then also use throughout your day. Uh-huh. And that's what I mean by recycling. So this phone is off, is off charger right now, okay? It's going to die at some point, correct? But if you're plugged into your energy source, recycle, i.e. recycling energy, mm-hmm. I'm going to call with you. If you notice in every single one of my trainings or I'll be doing meetings or a podcast or club, whatever the hell I'm doing, as I'm communicating with someone, if I watch and I see the impact that I'm having with you and it's positive and I know that as you're resonating, you're, you're really grasping the information and it's serving you, I'm now seeing that as effect. From mm-hmm. that, just recycling back into me and I'm transferable and I'm able to do more. Mm-hmm. And it's so that that's why it's important at that time at night for you to be alone. Right when you very first wake up in the morning, that's where you'll gain all the into all the information you need to. And it tells you exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But this is okay, what people I, do. I remember in the morning being like, well, I remember there's times like recently, like two days ago when I get like terrified of being alone with my own thoughts. I'm like, like, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I don't right, want right, to, right. whatever. And it's so like, I mean, I think that's one of those things where you're always, you're always like, it's, it's never done. You know, you're never like, oh, I've achieved it. I can like, oh yeah, that's the, I can, yeah. I can click into it in my thoughts, but it's always this thing where you're like, you. I love what you said there around 
hey, why am I feeling this way? Break it down and just being like, like kind of taking this approach of like, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Just be curious. Don't be, don't be judgmental. Just be curious. Just be curious. Start questioning your own thought. Like, why does this keep coming? Why am I feeling this? Like, why do I feel like shit? Why do I not want, where, where's my lack of motivation come from? Where's it coming from? That usually it's stemming from fear or something. And it might be subconsciously, it might've happened in your dream. We're, People say that, um, but like, well, damn, that was a coincidence. There's no coincidence in life. And the old Dale say, oh, like, damn, I feel like it's deja vu. It happened. That's just the universe telling you you're right where you need to yeah. at that moment, at that time. And to be like, really, because I feel like I, I feel like a lot of the, the struggles aren't really talked about in entrepreneurship. It's really glamorized. So to be like super transparent, like, like if I'm for anybody listening who might be going through a hard time right now or um, is trying to get their business off the ground or their podcast, whatever it could be like. Like I have a, I have a really successful business and I talked to somebody on the phone yesterday where I just like broke down, um, and just started That's real like, though. That's real. Like, like legit started breaking down because he had like tapped into something around worthiness and it clicked for me that there was like mm-hmm. this issue happening for me around worthiness and I just like lost it. Like I haven't like I I just like I was like I'm sorry I like turned off my video I'm like okay I'm crying blah blah and he was like it's mm-hmm. cool like I just, don't worry because what you did was you soaked it in you compartmentalized at some point at some in certain areas and you yeah. were ignoring the inevitable because you didn't want to lean into that because it it scared you a little bit and when it scares you you just get away from it and then next thing you know you might hear something it's just like stress you can't add. Like, uh, where's, where's this stress coming from? You know, you ever heard someone say, I'm really stressed. You might can feel that you're stressed, mm-hmm. but you can't add up. This is why I'm stressed. This is why I'm stressed. This is why I'm stressed. And you hit a certain level. Then you have a freaking breakdown and boop. And it happens to the best of us. I yeah. don't I'm eight figure earners getting to nine. And it, there's days I'll be like, what the, f- I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm like, I'm okay. But I have to, I I'm open with that because that that's part of my, yeah. superpower that I'm able to get it out there. And I don't really give a shit what someone's going to think about me. And I think that uh, like, man, I love this conversation. Cause I think it's one that really, really needs to be had more, especially for around entrepreneurship is yet like, dude, what that made me realize. Cause I've uh, basically, I think where a part of the reason where it came from is I've been looking and like, I'm scaling my business at the moment. We're mm-hmm. growing fast. Right. And I'm looking at all these ways I can scale and getting things implemented and different people to hire and work with and you name it. And what that clicked for me is I was like, hey, Ella, it doesn't matter what systems, what ad you run. If you don't deal with this worthiness issue, it's yeah, all. Yeah, there we go. It's, it's, it's never right? the. Like sometimes it's this mm-hmm. underlying where like if it's a, it. it's, a, it's a bit of a scarcity mindset, right? Like mm-hmm. that's where I get, I got caught in it. Of like, oh man, is it like, am I good enough? Am I like, I'm, but what mm-hmm. if I let people down and it gets big and holy shit, what if it all falls to sh- like, what if it all falls to shit? And I feel, you know, you name it, right? So it's, it's a like, muscle. It's, Entrepreneurship's it's, a muscle. Oh, it's a muscle. It, yeah. The more you strengthen that muscle, the better that you will be, right? But you got to mm-hmm. feed it the right things. Okay. So yeah. like, think about this overall. So if I, I, I use this example a lot just because it's, it makes it easier for people. If I brush my teeth today and I don't brush them, tomorrow, I'm not going to see a huge change. But if I brush my teeth today and I don't brush them again for three months, I'm going to have some fucking problems. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what success. That's mindset. Mm -hmm. Be like, Oh my God, I built this. I built that. I've done this. I've been great. I'm like, you ever seen, you've ever met someone that you met maybe years ago and you haven't seen again for the next three years. And you were like, what the fuck happened to you, bro? Do you know what I mean? 
Why do people do meth? God. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm not saying drugs. But you know what I mean? Like, mine's like, man, like, three years ago, you were the shit. Like, mm-hmm. what happened? And they might have had a traumatic experience, didn't lean into the adversity. Maybe it started that one day where they compromised their quality of life from working on what they really wanted to do, and they don't strengthen that muscle for a while. But if you, that's what I'm saying. It's the minimum gains that, that are important. You and catching, by, by yes, personal, right? You 100%. Like, what bing. happened to you? Like, you're mm-hmm. a powerhouse. Like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. totally. You see it. Right. And, it, and that's, that's, the, that's the beautiful part. Because you'll you'll catch someone that maybe they don't have all the talent in the world, but mm-hmm. they're consistent and they're persistent towards their growth mm-hmm. and gaining more knowledge. Like you know, I, I mentioned it earlier just now about the the human brain, the computing and the librarian part of your brain to putting and filing all that information. That's mm-hmm. why it's is essential to gain more knowledge, but not all the knowledge. You gain yeah. explicit knowledge of what you need to get yourself to the next day. An open mind is what will allow you to grow. A wide open mind will get you killed. Yes, 100%. Like, it's too much, too much yeah, information. Like a parachute, right? An open parachute saves your mm. life. A wide open parachute flips upside down and you die. Or like, <laughs> I'm, by the way, I'm never jumping out of a fucking plane. Like, I'm talking, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not scared of that. I'm just saying that they're, they're you know, whoever put together that, I don't trust people. So yeah. I'll put together the parachute myself. <laughs> Yeah. And, it, and, um, there's actually, there's a really good book out there called barking up the wrong tree. It's by right. Parker. And it basically like, I think the subtitle is like why everything you know about success is wrong. And one of the things he talks about in, and everything he gets is, all, you know, data and everything. One of the things he talks about in there is, uh, I believe he said it's above a 115 IQ. Any more points really don't have any determination of how oh, well that God. person will do. It's 100% like work ethic, grit, all, you know, quality of relationships is huge. Um, mm-hmm. All of it. So it's, it's true. Like it's, you know, I, like I know there's people out there smarter than me. I know there's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they're inevitably going to be more successful than me. No. So it's, it, it's about know. how you make people feel yeah. in the community. And it's a compound effect on that Ella. Do you know what I mean? So think about this overall, like, I've met some crazy people, but the ones that actually make the other parties and they polarize their energy through other people or selling to other people and understanding the the impact that they can have on others and not looking for a minimum gain from that that encounter, mm-hmm. those are the ones that are really going to do well because they're only focusing on how they're transferring that energy mm-hmm. and they're conscious of that. So it's not the system. Like as we're on this meeting right now and uh, are we still on Clubhouse thing? Uh, we have this is my We're first time. I, like, I don't. Are, I like. I have it open on my phone. <laughs> I'm on Clubhouse right now. I promise I'm not ignoring you. I have it open on my phone, but I turn the screen off because I don't want to be distracted. Right, so right, hundred percent. No, I said listening. I don't know if anybody it's is like. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't but know. It might, it might be just us talking to each other. Who gives a shit anyway? But the whole thing is. I I'm just in, enjoying the conversation as we're having a conversation. The world's evolving. Mm-hmm. Everything's changing. Yeah. That's an opportunity. So the systems and I hate when I, I, I get it pitched all the time for people doing startup, looking for investments. And, and that's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. But don't, don't come to me with this big master plan when you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, I, I was watching an interview a little while ago with one of the top, um, one of the biggest angel investors. And they were asking him, hey, what do you look for? Mm-hmm. And he's like, honestly, like there's a lot of ideas out there that you know, could work that people bring me a no brainer, bring me a no brainer. 
Well, he's like, I'm looking in the person. Do they, are yeah. they self aware enough to know that they to, are humble enough to hire for their weaknesses? Um, how did they deal? And like one thing he said that totally resonated with me, and it actually made me like uncover something in me, is he was like, I want to see that it before I am jumping in in with that person. Because if I jump mm -hmm. in on this startup and it works, we're looking at a 10 year relationship. Yep. He's like, you get married. I want to see them under extreme stress. Cause that's wow. what I, like, that's, uh, I that's probably the best advice you can ever get. And I hope the, I hope the listeners really paid attention to that. So the, you watch, you learn so yeah. much from an individual watching them go through hell. Yeah. Yeah. Do I they give up or do they win? Yeah. Like I want to see them under right. extreme stress and he gave some examples. He's like, that's when I see, do they, do they lose it? And do they yell at everybody? Do they shut mm -hmm. down? And in like that moment for me, I realized like, holy shit, when I'm under extreme stress, I shut down. Like, mm -hmm. I want to like, you know, cave up in my little hole and just be like, it'll go away. So it's yeah, now, it's really, no, no, it doesn't, right? But it's like, we all have a nervous system reaction to extreme stress. It'd be weird if you were fine. Like, that's not normal. So like what, I, what made me realize that it's like this cool growth evolution is when I'm starting to feel that, like, I just want to retreat. I don't want to work. I want to mm -hmm. shut down. I don't want to have that conversation. I'm like, okay, Ella, you're scared. It's cool. I love that, that you have enough yeah. self-awareness that you're able to identify that before you go into your shell. Because some people, that's why the military trains until their eyes bleed. Mm -hmm. They're training for you not to freeze in certain situations. And you're tapping that deep in your subconscious. But mm -hmm. you being self-aware enough, understanding that. And that's why, and I, it, I don't know what, what I'll talk, call this and title it. Just be alone in your own fucking thoughts. Know. Like, who knows? But just be alone in your own thoughts. And you'll be able to catch that before it's going to have a negative impact on you in a longer in a longer time frame, mm -hmm. because if you're, if you're able to sense it and, and know the, the symptoms behind them, why you, the Greek has a saying, like know thyself, but the whole, the whole thing in life is and the whole illusion. No one really knows himself. Cause you only know yourself for that, that day. Cause the next day it's going to change. Yeah. Cause if you're never a healed person or a, a successful person. It's just a process. Yeah. And and I think it's so important to watch your language. Like as high performers, oh man, we're, yeah. never, we're never scared. We're stressed. Like mm -hmm. we're never, you know. And it's 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 one of those things where a lot of you know, I meet a lot of entrepreneurs that are really smart and they can outfox some people. But when you start, when you do it too often, you'll outfox yourself. Yeah. And, oh no, it's not that I have a confidence issue. I just don't want to show off. I just, it's like, no, you have a confidence issue. And that's okay. That's a limiting belief right there. Like, that's I don't cool. give a shit. I'm plugged in. I don't, I mean, when I'm exactly, on, right? I'm like, on. There's no like, oh, Chris, you need to dial it back a little bit. And I know I've watched a lot of your stuff too. And I know that you're the same way. And that's why we're even here, right? Yeah. There's, there's stop, go. And I'm yeah. going and it's a hundred miles an hour. And I'm not going to dial myself back just because someone else's insecurities on how they feel or whatever that might be. If you don't like me, you'll tune off my station. Do you know what I mean? Like you're at a, you're at a different, you're at a different, like, and it's why you're at the level you're at. Right. And so it's, I think it's, but I think it's one of those things that like you, A, you just demonstrated so beautifully, like you build up to that. Yes, and and B, it. it's like, so just, I think this is, and this kind of ties back to in the very beginning where we were talking about a lot of women coming into entrepreneurship is I think one advantage and one disadvantage that women have is advantage is we're a little bit tuned in, more tuned into our emotions. Like we're just taught that's more okay growing up mm -hmm. society, yeah. right? So we're a little bit more tapped in. One disadvantage is I see a lot of women trying to like 
kind of rise up and have the masculine standpoint of business. And like, you gotta know, you gotta know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Cool. That's cool. But like, it's sort of ignoring a huge superpower that men have, but more women have, which is the, the adaptability to really understand, to really kind of tap into these emotions. And, And that's something very recent for me in the past six months that I've been able to be like, Ella, you're scared. It's cool. You're scared. It's cool. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you one, and I, and I know, and I've met some really, really good entrepreneurs, especially younger entrepreneurs, in the, probably in the last like, say, three years. Okay, yeah. The ones that I see doing exceptionally well and adapting mm-hmm. to the marketplace is they know their they know how to control their feminine energy and when to turn it on up and turn it off. But they're yeah. really good at gauging a room, engaging the situation and knowing the situation and the dynamics of the situation mm. before they speak. If, if this goes out to the listeners and if you're a man and you're an entrepreneur, don't you think it's kind of like ironic that the women usually speak last? They're the smartest ones in a room. They're going to speak last one for one reason to give everybody a sense of, you know what I mean? Like they've been heard and their voice is being, you know what I mean? And they're, understanding the information but then also on top of that now they just heard everyone else speak and everyone's point of view now they know how to take that shit to the next level <laughs> right so it, be conscious it, of that yeah it's probably one of the most the 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 skill set of really tuning into mm-hmm. how like reading people it's mm-hmm. probably one of the biggest sets you can have like i was i was adopted and um, and high, I went to five different high schools in four years and I was always searching for that sense of belonging. Right. Because I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I my adopted family is incredible, but it's not, you know, you're always kind of, it's not quite right. the same. So I, when I went into schools, I wanted to like survive socially and have a sense of belonging there. So what I, and I don't even think I did this consciously, but what I would do is I would find the most popular girl in school. We all know the most popular girl in school runs the school. <laughs> most popular guy right. is a placeholder. There has to be someone. So someone is elected. The girl runs the school. She's there mm-hmm. for a reason. True. I find a popular girl in school. I would kind of just like, you know, like we always have classes together or something. So I would just kind of like be around for three days. And within about a week and a half, I would become her best friend. Oh my God. And I it's how this. I survived socially was I would just kind of like, we're, and I think it gave me this ability to like tune into and read people and just like mm-hmm. have good timing and whatever it could be. And it's one of the things that is sur- like, one of the things that's so it's like, I've heard, had people say this to me. They're like, Ella, the most charming thing about you is your honesty. And I'm like, I don't know why people don't do this more. Like it's so disarming. Like mm-hmm. I was on the phone with somebody yesterday. It was an incredible woman. She's a three-time Emmy award winner and she's an incredible speaking coach. And she's somebody I'm considering working with. And her name's Dominique. And I got on the phone with her and I was like, hi, Dominic. And I know her name and she's like, it's Dominique. And I'm like, oh man, listen. Own I, it. Just own I, it. Lean I, into that. Yeah, embrace I, listen, it. I am so nervous to be talking to you. Like, I don't even really know why I'm, why I'm on this call right now. So mm-hmm. I totally apologize. I might bumble a bit, but I'm so happy to be on the phone with you. And she's just like, oh my God, you're so like, you know. So humbling, yeah. Armed it. So right. it's one of the easiest things you can do where you can just say, hey, look, I know I might be coming off, you know a bit jittery or whatever. I'm, I'm really nervous right now. I really look Mm -hmm. up to you and I really want to make the most out of this interaction. And like, Oh my God, like you'll melt anybody's heart. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, well, you know, you, you know, you know yourself enough, but that might not, perhaps not work for someone else is just like, maybe they're not leaning into it and they kind of shy away from like, Oh, I knew your name. I'm sorry. And they they make an excuse Mm -hmm. on and, 
they pick up people pick up on everything. Oh, they know. They're like if people are online, they're gonna pick up on that shit. I don't need to really ask. I have to ask a lot of questions, or I'll ask a lot of what, when, why, how questions, like the diagnostic questions, and mm-hmm. they talk too much. And then now I know I'm like, man, they got a lot of work to do. But I've never like successful people. I don't meet really successful people that like to pick on others and they don't talk them down. They'll provide them a resource and point them in the right direction. Right. So it's all about, you know, paying it forward. You have to do the small things, right. You'll get to the big results, but you have to put in that work on understanding that part. You just touched on something. I want you to expand on if you can. And just for the listeners to understand more about how that is probably one of the most important skills you have to develop. Yeah is being present in the conversation and you just owning the fact that you screwed up or whatever. And you're like, listen, you took that opportunity to reframe it for her to give, give her more information for her to make her own decision. Or are you even conscious of the fact that you did it that way? Uh, I mean, it's something kind that of. it's something that I remember when I like, I think it comes, I think again, like I just from my upbringing and having, I didn't have that. I didn't have that baseline belonging in, in my family, like okay. a lot of people do. Um, and so I knew, I, you know, we're human beings. We need that. So I, I had to find it in other places. So I think it was an evolved skill set. But okay. truthfully, when I'm, you know, like I've worked with some bigger clients lately and been in some big rooms and when I'm around, I've been around people that, you know, I'm like, holy crap, what am I doing here? Like, like this is really crazy. Like, it's just like this whole, mm-hmm. you know, it's people I'm nervous around. It's people I look up to that I've learned from, from afar. And, um, I think, honestly, I think I, that, I think there was, there was like a day where I was trying to like really hold it all together and the com and we were all having a conversation. It shifted to me. And I remember just being like, and I was like, Hey, look, you guys, like, I feel like I don't even belong here. Mm -hmm. Like I am like, you know, I've I've been full-time my business two years. Things have been going well, but I'm listening to you right now. And I am just like, what the fuck am I doing here? And I think that's what I said. And they were just like, Oh my God, I feel the same. Like like, I looked at it. It was like, dude, I feel the same way right now. I can't believe just. But that's and the whole point. That's the, oh. the double. There's two sides of that. At mm-hmm. some point, you got to understand this. At some point, you're going to be sitting in a boardroom one day and there's somebody going to be sitting there next to you and they're going to feel the way that you felt that day. Mm-hmm. You need to understand and be comfortable with both sides of it. Yeah. And you will experience it at some point. I've had, I wouldn't say mentors, but I've had people that I've been around that I've learned from indirectly and they know that. But then I'll go on my own path and I'll go do some things and I'll come back and we'll meet again. They'll be like, Chris, I just want to be involved in your journey. I just want to be like, hey, what can I do? Okay, I'll do this. And then that, that's how that's like passing a torch type of thing with someone. That's your yeah. job is that you need to outgrow them at some point, but not outgrow them to leave them. You outgrow them to work with work with them. Right now, consider yeah. you as a peer. And I think there's a time and a place too. Like that yeah, was a very 100%. kind of open forum conversation. It was the right, it was an okay, it was a socially appropriate to like, just kind of call it there. If I, for example, like I've had lots of times where I've been talking to clients and something clicks for me for what we need to do, but I don't know how to execute on it yet. Love it. That's probably not the time. Like, hey, I haven't, you know, I had this idea, but I haven't like, you know, you don't need, I, I wouldn't break down that whole thought process. I'd be like, listen, okay, I have an idea. I haven't done it before, it. but I have a feeling it could work. Can you give me a day for me to put this together and let me get back to you with something fleshed out? Cause I like what you're saying. I think we could do it, but let me, 
I just want to get this organized so that it doesn't take up any, any unnecessary time. And they're like, cool. So I think there's a time and a place, right? And it's not like spill everything, mm -hmm. but it's use the fact that like, we're all human to our, like, and we're all human. We all have, like, I don't care if you're Oprah, like we all have insecurities. We all mm -hmm. have, you know, we've all been in these beginning places. And like you said before, with, with people who have, who have been there, they will never, ever look at somebody like I, who's starting and be, and be like, what a wuss, what a rookie. Like, they're, they're not going to say that. They're going to look at you. They're going to look at you and they're like, wow, the, the courage it took for them to be a hundred percent. Exactly. And that like, speaks I, volumes of character. Yeah. Like they're going to be like, oh my God, I've been there and I get it. And like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, 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 so it's really, it's, it's really cool to realize. And it also makes, it's kind of one of those weird things where for me anyways, when I kind of come to that acceptance point, I'm like, oh, and it's it's cool and it's relieving for like five minutes. Then I'm like, fuck this. Then it's on to the next thing, right? <laughs> and it's like, all right, I'm here. This is fine, but this, no way. So then it's like, okay, it's like this propel energy forward where I'm like, all right, okay, I, you know, you're scared. What the fuck ever? You're gonna make this work. And then I'll just kind of, but it, it really needs that baseline point of being like mm -hmm. cool with it. And then it's like a huge energy comes forward and it's like, let's go. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. I got yeah. one. I got one other thing I want to talk about. Something a little bit off topic and not too far off, yeah, but yeah. You, we're very similar to this. My mom was adopted twice. My mm. older sister was hand, so I get the whole thing and never feeling like nothing was ever good enough and always trying to show out and just feeling like you, I guess, accepted and you know, like a feeling needed or wanted. And so I, I get the dynamic. So mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of similarities where not I learned it from, like, well, learned for myself, but from my because you know you get it from your parents no matter yeah. what you always right. get it from your parents at some point so that maybe yeah. that's why i picked up on that when you touched on this and now we're going to go into energy real quick mm -hmm. you have a high energy level which is great for most people they might be a little bit more sheltered a little like wow this is too much energy mm -hmm. and i suffered from this for a little while and figuring out my way and figuring out my voice i guess you would say mm -hmm. When you're transferring energy all day and you're plugged into your energy source and you're recycling that energy and being conscious of it, do you struggle with sometimes taking that energy and putting into other things for it to recycle back and, and knowing how to shut it, turn it off and turn it back on? Because I used to suffer from, and I'm just going to be hundred percent vulnerable. I used to suffer from really like doing some massive shit and fun shit all day. And then I didn't know what to do with myself afterwards. Mm -hmm. I was like, what do I do with all this energy now? Like I was addicted to growth and addicted to, you know, success, right? I was addicted to the feeling of, of I'm serving and I'm making an impact. What the fuck do I do with my life after this? Like, I, I don't know what to do. What? Okay. And I know what I've done. I know what I did to, to be able to obviously put myself back in, into one. Have, have you suffered from something like that before? Because you have that type of level of energy that's very similar to mine. Yeah. I mean, I, I think honestly, exercise has, has probably okay. saved my right. life on more occasions than one. Um, the, in the sense of like, you know, cause, cause like when I'm, I'm, when I'm stuck and frustrated, I'm stuck and frustrated. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, and, and I still have that ability within me, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's stuck and it's uncomfortable. And, um, I just felt like when you're in your head, you're dead. You've got to get into your body. <laughs> I love like, it. I love it. I love it. Like, when you're yeah, in your head, you're dead. <laughs> when you're in your head, you're dead. Like you got to get into your body. And so, you know, I run, I run five miles every morning. 
Um, I'll do different weight workouts. I'll do whatever, but it's where it's, I can like, you know, I can tell you like 90% of my business, biggest business breakthroughs didn't happen at my computer. They right. happened when I like was listening to an audiobook in the gym. Oh, I love that. Or I went to my brother's housewarming party and I got this cool idea from somebody I hadn't seen in 10 years or mm -hmm. whatever it could be. Um, and another thing as well, and this is a huge thing for me, it's, it's drastically improved the quality of my life is I don't drink. Um, yeah, I haven't drank, yeah. And it's not like I, I had a big problem with it before. I think it was a year and a half ago. I would, you know, just have a glass of wine with dinner. And I was like, you know what? I just was, I'm curious to see what would happen if I cut this out. So mm -hmm. I stopped drinking for a month and I was like, wow, I feel fine. Made so it like, two okay, months, like, made it two months, three months, five months, six months. Like, wow. Then you look at your yeah. growth and go, okay, all right. And then it's yeah. been a year and a half. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever drink again, you know? And it's because there's been a few times where I'm like, oh, I could use a drink. But then I think I'm like, what's that really going to help? Like, mm -hmm. is that, how is that actually going to improve any situation here besides the fact that it's like a, maybe a temporary dopamine release? Yeah. And um, you look at work, where else can I get that that will actually serve me? Mm, yeah. So I think that's a huge aspect because um, I would get almost a little bit manic sometimes. Like when I would be hung out before, when I would drink and, you know, go with my friends and stuff, when I would get hung over, I would get almost a little bit manic. Like I would get, I would just have this weird sort of jittery energy. And mm -hmm. I think it probably do the fact you don't sleep great after drinking and whatever. Yeah, but it was very off putting. And even like, as I was speaking, I'd be like, this is coming out weird. Like I could, you know, in my head, I mm -hmm. knew that this wasn't how I wanted to express myself. So I think that's done wonders for leveling that out. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's a good point. I was just morally curious. And then, yeah, we're hundred percent aligned to that because I, I just didn't know what to do with it. I mean, obviously working out definitely does help. Um, I actually have a bike in my, my place. Mm. Um, like one of, so all, what I do is I get off or, and I, when I get, maybe I'll have a call a little bit later because I'm, I'm in the UK. So I'm working still us hours. because I have us businesses. Mm -hmm. So, and especially sometimes, you know, there's a lot of other, People that come onto the show might be in California, they might be in Australia, but other parts. And I mean, I don't give a shit. Any day that ends in Y, anytime, I'll do what I need to do, but I'll structure my day to make sure that I'm not overcompromising another aspect of my life to to get a get a minimum return or do something, right? So, anyways, yeah. make a long story short, I'll be at 10 o'clock at night, I'll get off whatever I'm doing, and then I'll go ride that that thing for about 20 minutes, and then I'm releasing that energy back into something else mm. that's serving me, not hurting me. Mm -hmm. exactly. I, right. And I used to do is I would let's say I would I'm a social guy. So I would go out. And what do you do when you go out? You have a cocktail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you have a cocktail. Then what next thing turns on the two or five or whatever you want to do. Then just it might not stay long, but it's enough to get me a little groggy, a little tired mm -hmm. the next day. Didn't get enough sleep. Didn't enough time for the librarian part of my brain to process information. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking in the right information. I'm not around high achievers. I'm around people that are bottom feeders. Mm. That way of thinking, or maybe it's enough time. I, you got to really make sure that you're spending enough time, quality time by mm -hmm. yourself and enough quality time at the higher levels and yeah. just being in the conversation. You'll learn so much indirectly that psh, I just want to be a fly on the wall. Just give yeah. me a fly on the wall to the next levels. Yeah. I'll get you coffee. I'll get you this. I'll get you that. I'll, I'll earn myself up there. Yeah. That's yeah. Advice, any advice to anybody like growing up and new. That's what I would do if I was them. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was the executive assistant for a very, very successful entrepreneur for two years before I mm -hmm. started my own business. 
And I mean, he taught me copy. He was, it's one of the best, he's still kind of a mentor to me to say is one of the best professional relationships I've ever had. And, um, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't know what zoom was when I started working. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know anything about the online world that I, I really was immersed in it and had to learn it through working for him. Um, and so I think it's, you know, I think it's key. And I think there's this whole thing around, like, we've all heard a million, like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And yes, then, yeah. For sure, that might be true, okay? But I think there's this whole thing around, you know, like burn your bridges and cut ties. And I don't really think it's that necessary to like have full on conversations with people and be like, hey, you're not going to be in my life anymore because your relationship seems toxic. Yeah, while I have that conversation, that's not going to serve you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's just really smart to just start like gravitating towards the people that you want to be friends with, like on Instagram, right? Like start looking to people you would want to be friends with. And what they're doing and these high achievers and just start like, you know, laying the foundation and spending your time laying the foundations for those relationships. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, it's like that negative friend doesn't like hate you, but you haven't talked to them in two months. And because you didn't have to like have a huge out, you know, a huge blow up with them mm-hmm. or whatever. But I mean, honestly, like I had to really, um, I wouldn't say distance, but really tune out um, even a lot of my family when I was mm-hmm. building. A I did too. I did too. Yeah, like um, my family is super academic, and they, um, they, you know, that's that's kind of the world they relate to, and it's it's not the world I relate to, and so it's not like I had to like cut anybody off, but I really had to just sort of tune it out. You can still love people from a distance, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like love them from a distance, and still, if they feel that you're a valuable resource to them or a valuable family member, and they love you unconditionally, allow them enough space to prove it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be like a dick here and saying that I just know, I know what I really want in my life. And if they want the best for me, then they know that I need to do this my way mm-hmm. and they're going to respect that. Like, I love what you said there. People say, Oh, you need to burn your boats. You need to, yeah, that's fine for you. I can't do that. Cause I don't want to hurt relationships that I've worked so hard to get and have. I don't know if it's necessary. It's a lot of, it's not necessary, man. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so what I do is I start, you know, just like you mentioned gravitating, yeah. Just if you really want to level up and you want to see if they're level up with you, go one little notch one day mm-hmm. and then another notch the next day mm-hmm. and see if they go with you. And and I think one thing to be prepared for too is is like when you start doing even even the fact that even in the beginning when you're doing your own thing and you're terrified and people looking at you are saying this is so cool <laughs> and you're like I don't know what you're talking about. Whenever you start doing something unique, something big <clears throat> You're gonna you're gonna automatically activate people's not enoughness for the ones yeah. that have it. Because they're gonna and it's gonna be this projection of like, oh, well, like she got lucky or he had this advantage or mm-hmm. what and it, it's one of it's like I don't know, you I feel like you just kind of gotta like let people be who they are, let them live their lives. It's never we're so like we're so inherently narcissistic. Like it's never about you. We think it's about you, us, it's not about mm-hmm. us. And um and you really, you really can't like, I, I just, you know, I just had kind of really cool conversation last night with a friend where he was like, look, you've got to stop taking responsibility for shit. That's not your fault. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's good advice. Your responsibility if something went wrong, but this wasn't your fault. And you, you know, you fell on your sword, but it, it you know, it, it sniped at your confidence and I can hear it. And I'm like, holy fuck, you're totally right. Like, so it's like, let people let, you know, people have their own shit, let them decide whether or not they're going to own it or own the fact that they're triggered by you. And so they're acting shitty and jealous or like whatever. Right. 
I love what you said. And on top of that, and I'm sure you feel the same way of learning indirectly from people that you've been around and been exposed to in your, in your career, be conscious of where you're getting your advice. Oh God. Yes. Don't go to your friend that works at fucking Taco Bell and ask them about a startup. Okay. Or ask them, be, you know, and I'm not trying to knock anyone here. What I'm just be very conscious of where you're getting your advice and where's it coming from. And where's the, where's the intention behind what they're saying. And if it's pure, like I'm not going to go to um, Phil Collins and ask him about basketball. Okay. But I will go to LeBron James and ask him, okay, mm. you know, like, what's the ROI of a piano for Phil Collins? I don't know. Whatever his net worth is. It's got to be over $100 million, so It's fucking rich, right? A it's lot. okay. Yeah, a lot. Okay. <laughs> so whatever. But what is the ROI of a piano for LeBron James? Zero. Okay. Then you got to know what, what they're capable of. Yeah. Know what's, what are their tools? And who's the one of the best at util, utilizing that tool? And you're one of the best of utilizing Instagram as a tool, yeah. not a hobby. There's yeah. people. There's a difference between having a LLC entity. People go, I have a business. No, you have an entity. That's a hobby, just glorified, oh. right? Business protocol systems, you know, CPAs. You know what I mean? Like you have compliance teams. That's business. But yeah. if it's not producing revenue, it's not serving, it's not going to help you. But it's okay if you're just there now. But call it what it is. Call it what it is. You have a growing and it's scaling. It's okay. So that's why I want to touch on this. You need to go after the ones that are ones that are actually doing really well and utilizing what they do for a living, the purpose mm -hmm. behind it, where that their inspiration feels like it's pulling them. Mm. And that comes from you being aligned with your purpose and you knowing exactly what you need to do with your mission. Okay. And that's, and I'm saying that you are, I'm trying to give you a compliment here. So when you're pushing it and you're polarizing that out, you know who your client is. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that, that was the first conversation we've had weeks ago. It feels like a month ago, but when we had our first conversation. You knew exactly who your clientele was and who you were trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Everyone's trying to sell to the masses. You need to get to the ones that need to hear you and see you and the ones that are going to buy from you and are mm -hmm. going to do it with no resistance. Mm -hmm. And it's a no brainer. Yeah. Do you try to communicate that to your many clients that you have some really good clients you have? Do you try to communicate that to them or their, or is it their team that is going through your system in your course? I think it's an eight week course. So eight weeks. Uh, it's actually, we just changed it to a 12 week, 12 weeks. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So with the group program, a lot of the time we'll get, um, a lot of, you know, EAs or, okay, got uh, you know, marketing teams that come into it. Cause we teach them, you know, the, the, the rinse, wash, the washer and some repeat system of how to grow and monetize the social presence. Um, so that way they have a system. Um, what I found that has been, that was hard at first, it's not so much anymore, but for me to say an in integrity, even if I'm working with a big client who maybe has 10 minutes a day that's not booked solid in their calendar, mm -hmm. if I'm not communicating to them, hey, we could do all the magic in the world behind the scenes, but the messaging's off, I'm not doing my job. There it is. So like Love for it. me to say an in integrity, as much as I might not want to, you know, like you don't want to bug this person and you want to keep them as blah, blah, blah. It's like, 
my job is to say, hey, here's what's off and we can do all the magic we can in the background. It's not going to work until this gets fixed. And this this is the front facing job. This is the one thing I need you to do. Mm-hmm. So that's I think your moral that's- obligation. That's your moral obligation on what you do for a living. And well, a lot yeah, of people yeah. don't have that. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it was Jay Abraham that said, "You never sell less than the person needs, but you don't sell, like you don't sell more either." Right, and try to overfulfill. Right, and that's like, where a lot exactly. of people get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, there is like with the systems that I create, I'm very, very clear with the owner of the business or the front facing okay. social upfront. Up these, these are the things that you're going to have to do. We'll touch base on that once per month because we're in the back end. I'm working with the team, training them, showing them how to do everything. So I'm in the back end watching every, you know, everything behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But I, I know that if that's not optimizing, there's there could be a front facing problem. Um, and there's always, a, you know, there's always the one category of unknowns, algorithm changes, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that but that's I think it's just part of doing my job. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of your clients when they are maybe an executive level the ones and they put an EA there, put their teams underneath them. How many of them maybe have issues with some of the requirements that you have as in standards? I find the deeper, like I, you know, again, I'm going to work to make it as Mm -hmm. incorporated as much into something they're already doing as I can. You know, these guys are busy, but um, I find really the level of my relationship with them really matters. A lot of the Mm -hmm. time I'll spend a month that makes sense. To somebody before I bring them on as a client, because I want to see, okay, like, well, hey, can you bring me in on a team meeting? Can I just be a fly on the wall and see how you operate? Can you whatever? Um, and I will, you know, as as long as possible, well, not as long as possible, but as long as necessary, I'm going to observe the environment. Oh, you're so smart. Okay. This girl well, right here is so smart. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not writing notes, this is shit they do not teach. Okay. I don't know why. And this is, that the, they should. should what you what she's doing is she's a fly in the world observing and she's learning how what's the environment what's the things they like to talk about knowing how they go about making decisions once she figures that out she's got them and it's not got them in a bad way now she knows how to serve them at a high level where they don't need to tell her what they need to do like oh i need this oh, i know what you need don't worry because the point i'm making is this I make it my business to know what you are desperately looking for without you telling me. And and a big thing as well is I, I need to know the pace that this person moves. Oh at. yeah. Right? Like I work with high level entrepreneurs where like they I can tell they like, you know, they like to sleep in, they like their space. Nothing wrong with that. When they put their head down, they go, right? And they just, you know, I've worked with ones that are a force of nature. Mm-hmm. And from minute one, they are on it. There's a new idea. Like, well, I need to know the pace mm-hmm. this person moves at because that will help me be like, hey, th- what I need this, like, here's exactly when I need you to do this is first thing in the morning bubble because otherwise I'll forget about it. And and I'll have, like, I've had clients where I call them and, I, you know, it's seven in the morning and I'm like, hey, can you send me that video? Oh, yeah, I'll do it right now. Perfect. They do it. It's mm-hmm. done in five minutes. Because they move at the, the speed of light, um, but that mm-hmm. wouldn't work for someone for somebody else, you know. So yeah, like I'll spend as much time in the environment um, as necessary, I would say. And then there's, you know, there's been and what that helps me do as well. This is one of the biggest things, especially if you're somebody where you're like me, you can be a bit more impulsive rather than you know assessing the risk. Is 
what that will allow me to do, it'll allow me to look at how they operate um, culturally, systematically. Okay. That's good. And it, would, it allows me to say, okay, I can tell that me, you know, coming in with my original idea might not work here just with what's already going on. What if I like, what if I took it down to this small deliverable that I can control completely? I don't need to work with their team on. It's still going to help them. It's still an integrity, mm -hmm. but I know this will be a better fit based on what's happening right now or based on whatever. And you know, those are, those are, those are huge because that's the difference between someone who will like a win, someone who will refer mm -hmm. you and someone who's like, we tried, but it flopped and I don't know what went wrong. Right. Um, huge. So that's, that's something that, again, you only learn through experience. I've learned yes. through experience. How are you conscious of how well you frame conversations? <laughs> what do you mean? You, the way that you frame things, you tell them, you tell them your intention and you're trying to give your painting a picture for them to visualize before you actually tell them exactly what you're telling them. Do you, are you conscious of that? That's so, no, that's so, you know, I've, I've worked with this, co this, he's been a, you know, coach, a mentor of mine for the past year. Uh, this guy, Joe DiMaria, who's just incredible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he, he taught me one, one thing he taught me, I'll never, ever forget is he said mm -hmm. like, look, it's 2021. He said 2020 at the time it's 2021 facts are thrown at us every day. Yes. We don't believe like we hear stats numbers every day. He's like, if you want to really impact people, you've got to weave your facts into a story. There it is. You've got to weave it in. And so maybe that's, a, maybe, I mean, okay. maybe, hopefully he'll see this and be proud of me. Maybe that's actually mm. important, but that's yeah, sh share it with, share it with him because if you, I, I, that's what I was writing down when you were talking. There has been six times that you've done this on this call. What? <laughs> There's been six times when you go to say something and you're telling me you're, you don't, you're not telling me something. You're, what you're doing is you're telling me a story about that something to paint a picture. Yeah. So for, for those who are listening to this, mark my words, go count them. There's, there's an exercise. Go count how many times she framed it. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Do it. Why I am conscious of this because this is what I take anchoring or framing the two most important skills that people need to develop in today's marketplace. And I don't give a shit if you're an entrepreneur or if you're selling fucking toilets, I don't give a shit. I, the way that you anchor and frame and understand and identifying uh, patterns of behavior. So say I'll drop, like you get excited about something, right? Or like I love, I know you love horses. Mm -hmm. I said the word horse and horses or paint that type of whatever and drop that in a conversation yeah. that's going to spark an emotion from you mm -hmm. okay so then anchoring well um reframing and framing something i'm painting a picture and then at some point in that conversation for me to get the emotion that i'm looking for i'm going to subtly drop that in there to see what reaction you would have and seeing if it has the same so i can do this in a negative side mm -hmm. pain pleasure okay Mm -hmm. Me being conscious of this, and I'm just painting a picture for the for the listeners to understand this, and hopefully it helps them. When people tell me, okay, they, salespeople, I hear this a lot. They say, I'm looking for the yeses, okay? And so they'll, they say, I'm, I need to get this yes and jam this product service shit down someone's throat. I'll pay attention to what you said to me and what you're not saying to me. I'm going to paraphrase and I'm going to leave out some valuable information to make sure you try to correct me because you love people love to correct other people. And now you just told me exactly what you're looking for. Can I, can I like double click on something you please, said? Please, please. Okay. So this is so fascinating. This is something I've learned about human behavior. Okay. Is 
we will so many more, we will reveal so much more in our desire to correct people mm -hmm. than we will from the most eloquently worded question. So for example, somebody I learned a lot about human behavior from was Chris, Chris Voss. And mm -hmm. if you haven't heard of him, he's a, a 21 year FBI mm -hmm. kidnapping and hostage negotiator, top of his game. And he tells this story. His book is called Never Split the Difference. I'm not associated with it in any way. Get it. It'll change your life. And he tells this story about how there was, um, he had this client who was in, he was in, you know, real estate acquisitions, they mm -hmm. acquired commercial real estate property. And they had, they were, uh, they had found this, this, it was kind of an apartment retail building. It was completely leased out for the next 10 years. It was on his, uh, it was on historic ground. They literally could not tear it down and it was in great shape and it was for sale. Mm -hmm. And his client was like, I don't get it. Like what? Why no, is what's this, the, like, where's this disconnect? Why, yeah. why would this be put up for sale? Right. So they're in negotiations with the lawyer. And because this was, you know, the client of this guy, Chris Voss, who's really smart. As they're in negotiations with the lawyer, he said to the lawyer that was handling the sale, he said, Hey, you know, I understand that your, your client doesn't see the long-term value in this property. Mm -hmm. We just need a little bit more time to go over this contract. And the lawyer yeah. said, oh, no, no, no. Of course. Not that my client doesn't see the long-term value. Let me correct you. He said, oh, no, no, no. What's <laughs> He's happening? baiting him. You're, all you do is bait him. What's you... happening is we, mm. need to, we need to liquefy some money right now. There's yeah. been now, I understand, now I understand the situation for me to figure out how I can, how I can serve you and how we can meet in the middle. You know? and. Well, yeah, yeah, like if you a lot of the time, if you if you're, you know, there's always unknowns in any negotiation and any conversation. Yes. And there's two two aspects I find where I'll be like, hey, from my understanding, it looks like this. Is that right? And I'll let them if that's right. Bonus. If it's well, actually, here's the real thing. And I'll get the real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, another and then another one as well with with human behavior hold on it was on like the tip of my tongue is correcting is like correction is huge you'll get way more information um there was one other on the tip of my tongue but it totally fell out i'll think of it um but it's just it's so it's so interesting how our brains like we we want to be correct you know we like want, yeah we want to we want to be correct and we don't like to be one up so i do pay attention to the ones impasse and different types of communicating and, and understanding cadence and the tonality behind that. Um, I believe his group, um, we got connected and um, he's had some event stuff that he moved around. So be coming on the show. I love, love his back. We, Cause it's funny. We got connected through cause people say, Oh, Chris Ross. And then Chris was like, we're only one letter off. We get, it just makes more sense. <laughs> Oh, you, you, you're having Chris Voss on the show? Yeah, you're becoming. You no, know, we haven't oh, set God. the time. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun because I have a different. He, he comes from that world. I come from the education. This is why we got connected. The education, um, studying more emo about the emotional intelligence I learned intuitively through you know communicating non-verbally. Yeah. So I, I, we have totally different paths and journeys, but same message and same understanding when it comes to how to get the most from a conversation. And he talks about never splitting a difference, but people don't know where I'm shooting for. People think, Oh, so that's what the whole thing is. The win-win effect. It's yeah. not everyone's, yeah, we're both going to win, but I'm shooting for this. And just because you think we're hitting here, I've already won the negotiation. 
That guy is so legit. Like I love, I, I love his message. He's a genuine person too. Yeah, he's a really, he's. A, I, I haven't met him personally, but he seems like such a good guy. I actually, I just moved to Phoenix, and um, I moved into like this place like almost three months ago, and uh, mm-hmm. I used the stuff from his book, and I negotiated my rent from. <laughs> 30, <laughs> I love it. Hundred with mm-hmm. nothing included to eighteen hundred, including water, electricity, internet, cable, all of it. Like his stuff's legit. What was the what was the deciding factor, you think? Or was it how many? And that's actually a trick question. I probably shouldn't ask you that way. How many How many anchors did you drop, do you think? Like set points and touch points of the conversation. And you know what I'm talking about. The focal points and the pivot points from the getting to go, okay, yeah, I'm up, I'm up to that. I can do that. Or I won't do this. Was How much was, was it easy or was it a lot of pushback? It, it was quite calm. I mean, there was times when I was like, you know, I felt nervous asking the question, okay. but it was quite conversational. Like essentially, you know, I didn't know I wanted to move into the place till I saw it. So I see it and I really like mm-hmm. it. And so I just started talking to the owner and I, the, one of the, so we just, you know, chit chatted and got, and, you know, got along for 10 minutes. And I said, Hey, let me ask you something. What would, what would be, I would think I asked. I'm sorry about laughing at you. I'm just laughing at you do this. I don't think you know how you do it so effortlessly, but anyways, go ahead. Oh, Okay. Like, That's hey, good. I was like, Hey, let me ask you something. Um, what would be an incredible tenant? What does an incredible tenant look like to you? And mm. she was like, well, you know, like a lot of, cause there's a lot of, I have a whole kind of deck courtyard area and there's quite a bit of shrubbery. And she's mm. like, well, one thing people don't think about is when the leaves fall, if they're not, if you don't just sweep them up once a month, they can actually mold and it gets, you know, cause it rains and it gets turns into mulch and it's hard to pick up. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, oh, no, wait, could you show me? Like, could I, could I like, because I'm I was like, hey, look, I'm new to Arizona. Like, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm still learning my ways. Can you give me a look? So I, I just, and, and legit, not out of manipulation, but I was like, hey, I want to know how I would, mm-hmm. if I lived here, how I would take good care of the place. Could you show me? And so she was like, yeah, of course. So she takes me around and shows me and we're kind of, I'm like, oh, this is a really cool tree. Would you find? And I'm like, it just turned into this whole thing. And, um, and then so, and then she, you know, I said, uh, you know, by the way, I saw that. You know, and then when it came to actual price, I was like, hey, I saw the price it was listed for, obviously. And this was, you know, an hour and a half in. So the, I saw the price it listed for. I mean, I think, you know, I, I would love to live here. I was really hoping to keep my living. So good at what she does. Holy shit. I was really hoping to keep my living expenses under 1800 per month. W- would it be crazy to look at, to have a look at like what that might be like? And she was like, and so I asked no, I asked a lot of no questions. I'm looking at, I'm looking for no's. Would it be crazy to you? No, that's cool. Would it be, hey, is this, you know, did I catch you at a bad time? No, right. people don't want to say, people do not want to say yes because they don't want to be held accountable to that. Yes. Okay. Well, it's such a trap, right? Like, yeah, it's such a trap. Like, Hi, Chris. Do you like drink clean filtered water? Like, well, I'm yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I mean, how do you know I like to drink water? Yeah. You're like, yeah, but what do you want? Right. Like, you know, it's, it was oh, yes, such a trap. So I got a no questions. And then so I was like, and so she's like, well, no, we can look at that. So then we looked at that and she was like, okay, well, it'll be, you know, um, it was her and her husband on the place. She's like, well, we can do 1800, but we'll, you know, you're, we'll have to, you have to pay for internet, electricity, blah, blah. And at first I was like, okay, cool. Let me just, you know, send over the contract. Let me look. And then I just came back to them with the same thing. I said, Hey, I just was looking everything over. And I was really hoping to keep my living expenses under this number is there like, I think I might've asked the yes question. Like, is there like, do you see any, what can we do? What can we do? Any situation where we can make this work, mm-hmm. whatever. And she was like, you know what? We're yeah, we're, it's cool. We love you. You're willing to awesome. sign a release. 
Um, and I, and, and what I'll do a lot of the time too, like, I really, like, I got a good deal in this place and I really like it. What I'll do a lot of the time too, is if I'm outside on like a Sunday morning reading or something, like I have a great deck area, I'll like take a picture and be like, I just, and send it to them and be like, I just love it here. Or I just, what like, and, and you know, cause I know that's the fulfillment. I know at one point I'm going to, mm. I'm going to have an ask for them. We're going to be talking about something mm-hmm. and I want to have that be as, and they've had asked for me and that's cool, but I want to have that be as seamless as possible. It will. And it will. And they'll end up coming to you. And if they, whatever that might be, it'll come at the right time. People don't know that, that people don't understand the timing of interaction. Like mm-hmm. when, the, when the bigger play is, it's not a big play for you to win overall the conversation or relationship. That's manipulation. Yeah. But, it, but that's the whole thing about the word manipulate. Manipulate is not a bad word. It's the intention behind the word. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I manipulate my life, mm-hmm. but I do it for the greater good of the humanity. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people, they have their own experience when it comes to that. So when mm-hmm. I look at a conversation, I'm looking at a relationship. I'm looking at the long-term relationship down the road. Not right now, because mm-hmm. sometimes I might not pitch or I'm not, because I don't really pitch in the first place. I just present an opportunity. So they'll go, okay, yeah, great. Then I'll say, they're not ready for it yet. That's yet's the key word here. Mm-hmm. Then at some point after the touch points, they'll go, now I'm ready. Now they're ready. So what I try to do is I try to knock down every objection known to man around them that would prevent them to stop, would stop them from doing it. And they go, Chris, I had an idea. Oh, did you? <laughs> right? So that's what, that, that's how great someone can really be at influencing but they have no idea that are actually doing it. But they, if they do it for the greater good, then they'll always win. If you use your powers to hurt people, then you're not going to have, you're not going to walk yourself into those situations. If say, for instance, I lost uh, all the money I've ever made in my life, all my net. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be fine. I'll just get, give me a phone. Sorry, I'll make hi. it happen. Yeah. I'll make it happen. So yeah. it didn't, it might not, but I guarantee you, I'll probably in, end up getting to a higher net worth faster this time. Yeah. It's like yeah. you can't, no, there's it's... a method behind it, right? I love that about what you do as well. I love it because we both lost our Instagram shits and both of them have grown back. <laughs> I was like, man, what the hell is going on? Why'd you hack me? Yeah, no, and true. And then, then that's, and you know, that's one thing we haven't really talked about that, but that's one thing about this group. I'm going to be with this group, it starts in like two weeks. I'm going to be creating a personal brand Instagram account from scratch mm-hmm. and really having them look over my shoulder to show them absolutely everything that's I do. So dope. So dope. And yeah, it's going to be cool. But truthfully, like, it's it's one of those things where there's been times I really wanted to bail on this. I was like, I don't want to. Of course, I mean, because it's a ch- it's like, it's like I've, I've already been here. Yeah. But and it's not even that. It's more like it's more like, oh shit! I'm really, you know, hey, this is like you got to show your salt. You got to, okay. and I know. Oh, I can okay, do I got you now. Feel like a challenge, mm-hmm. right? And for and especially because I'm I'm kind of like you. Like I move fairly quickly. For me to document something is, I know it's going to be a challenge. I've already started doing other areas of my life to like practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but it's a good challenge for me. And yeah. I know when it's something that I know will serve people, but I'm kind of like. I don't want to. I know it's me just like kind of being a kind of being a douche and being like lazy. Right. I'm just kind of like, all right, come on. Like this will be really good for you. I think the next move, what I'm trying to want, if I do get this thing back, I'm waiting to type to see if it's going to, I mean, we've been in communication with these guys, a PR team with, with IG and they're supposed to be getting it fixed. I don't know what's going to happen or whatever, but if, even if it's not, I just want my handle back. Like that's, I own that. I own my name. Oh, so I, it's all good. I just want my handle back, but 
I own my name, damn it. I own it. I run, paid for the rights reserved for the shit. I own it. So yeah. the whole point behind what I'm about to say is the next level and the next thing I'm going to do is you know how you have content, but I'm going to show more behind the scenes content and more about, all right, I was just, okay, and just hit record. I'll just, I don't even know if it's probably going to be on me doing my thing and going into a meeting and then walk out the meeting and go, all right, this is what I'm looking for. Here's my negotiations at it. Here's what I'm going to be hitting. Here's why I'm doing this overall long-term. And then walk in, kill it, walk out, and then and then debrief it. Mm. Here's here's what I did. Here's what I did. And wouldn't you know it? Bam, got it, and it walked out. Yeah, that that's what I'm going to be showing a lot more of because people can say, oh yeah, they'll listen to the show and they feel like they're getting to know me. They really don't know really what I do, right? But and that's what sort of that's what I love about what you just said. It's like mm. over your shoulder type of looking. Yeah, it's like show your freaking worth. Like show your show them that you're the shit. That's what he, the whole, that stuff goes with the whole message behind you. Like and Instagram. Like, yeah. Like shit, man. Like I'll probably create courses out of this. I'll probably like, I'm never going to, I mean, yeah. hopefully I won't have to do this again, but it's yeah. It. that It'll be one of those things where this could turn into some, I know this already with my Instagram being hacked and having, allowing it for me to rework the group program. And, mm-hmm. and, and that shift was already a big plus that happened and a big mm-hmm. cool thing that, that wouldn't have happened without it. And I think this next venture with taking on the group and really documenting this whole process is going to be, it, there's no way good stuff can't come from it. I just, I know it. Case I, studies. I, just take my advice. Case studies, case studies, case studies. Just do like record them. You're yeah. already recording anyway. Just do them just anyway. Yeah. And just record them just, just in case. Like I have, I've, I'm think, um, and I'm actually about to level up with the podcast. I do one interview a week. I drop. Well, mm-hmm. I think it was the same, um, entrepreneur on fire that, that, um, this one of the top, my opinion, the top entrepreneur, um, podcast, uh, John Dumars. I think it's John Dumars. Mm. Anyways, forgive me, bro. I got, I got drove Blake just for a second. He does. I think he does seven or five mm-hmm. or seven in a week. I'm going to drop these types of conversations like three a week. I'm going to start off three a week mm-hmm. and it's dropping, dropping, drop. I'm just going to overwhelm the shit out of people with like real entrepreneur, like fucking like heat. Like I'm not going to do this whole week shit. No, like fuck it. I'm just going to drop these things. And I just think drop them. with this, like with this conversation, like don't edit it. Like, oh no, I don't edit anything. We don't edit I anything. It. I, I take up, I take that. I record the intros after like we're having a conversation right now. Tomorrow, I'll, or tomorrow by Monday, I have set times in a day. I have I usually do about three or four a week or so, mm-hmm. and I'll the next day or the next time that I'm doing another, I have your notes and everything that I have here. And I, as I'm having a conversation with you, I wrote down a bunch of stuff. Oh, cool! You know, I, I, I this is what I do. This yeah. is what I do. Like when I'm having a conversation in business, I'm not writing things down for for my benefit overall, I'm documenting really impactful moments for me. And then I'll remember that I'm reading that and then I'll remember it. And now I know how to frame the intro. And that's all I edit is the intro and that's it. And it's on. So anything that you would like to like really touch on? I know that we, we, you know, and I appreciate, you know, us going is, you know, as long as we wanted to go and I've I've enjoyed this conversation and I just just felt like five minutes. I know. <laughs> I, I you know, I was, got the timer, and I'm like, "Oh my god, we've been." I was like, looked up. I did look up. I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Yeah, we've been we've been riffing for a little while." So, um, this is a really cool, just like little fun, like nerdy side note. This is a really cool testament to what you were saying earlier around uh, having a bit more control of time. 
So there's a really mm-hmm. fantastic book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Yep, and yep. in there, he talks about the difference between Einstein time and Newtonian time. So Newtonian time is what we're used to. We have this many hours, et cetera. Einstein time brings into the theory of relativity, which I think if I'm remembering correctly, Einstein said, hey, the reason, you know, theory of relativity basically is why when you're spending an hour with a pretty girl, it feels like a minute. And when you're touching a hot stove for a minute, it feels like an hour. Yeah. So it's it's the cool thing where, and I, I totally, I love that you mentioned that around time, where a lot of the time when, you know, using Einstein time, you can really fill up that space. Right. Slowing down. You feel like you slow down time. Right. Exactly. You feel like you slow it down or you're in an awesome conversation for two hours when normally you don't sit for that long or whatever. And you could, it feels like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a little nerdy. Side but that's it. But no, no, I love you. Read, I've read the book. I love that. And you dropped that for the listeners, but the whole, the whole key behind that, let me ask the question for the listeners and mm-hmm. for anybody listening to this, what do you think it would feel like to be able to maximize that amount of time to Einstein time as much as you can throughout your day. Mm-hmm. And how much time do you think that you do that effectively now? Mm-hmm. What if I told you that I at least do slow down time and in that frame, in that Einstein time, at least six hours a day. That means I'm plugged into my energy source. So fucking like I'm plugged in and dialed in. I'm so in the zone. Like, I don't even, six hours ago, blast right by. I'm like, I don't even know. Who the fuck did I talk to today? <laughs> like, what, what meeting was I on? I'll go on, I'll, I'll go on other shows and I'm so dialed into that conversation. I'll hang up the conversation. It was Charlie Smith. You know Charlie Smith? Phenomenal person, individual. I don't. Um, wow. Multi, like, I think 80s, a commercial real estate guy has done some crazy shit. Now he's running like a, um, rehab facility and a different, he's got a podcast. He's, he's a phenomenal guy, but we connected and we connected to Meltzer and Mike diamond and, and those, and that type of group. We mm. met through them and we got on the phone the first time, boop, connected best friends. Right. So he was talking about, he's like, man, he's like, I don't even know. He's like, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I've interviewed some crazy guests. You came on and I, I don't even know how I'm going to present this. And I'm so grateful for that conversation. I don't remember a thing. <laughs> I don't remember anything. I just know I was there, but I don't remember what we talked about. Yeah. 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 You just kind of absorb it. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah, cool. Pleasant. Like, it is, and being out of sync with that feels that's when, like, you have too much time or you're so rushed. It feels it sucks. It yeah. sucks. But it's, it's been able, and it's also taking things that, you know, you, you anticipate are going to take you two hours and you're able to mold it into 25 right. minutes. Right. Like it's, it's like, it's Execute. like that ability to fill the space with what you need it. And it's, mm-hmm. I really recommend that book, the big leap. He has a beautiful chapter that breaks it down. I think I reread that one chapter like 17 times. So I was like, I want to get this it's explicit but knowledge, but you, I swear to God, we're separate. You're explicit knowledge. That's what, that's what a book is supposed to do for people. Ella, you don't need to read the whole thing cover to cover. Oh, read what it. is impactful for you. Read, I would rather much rather you read that chapter over a hundred thousand times and maximize that shit. Don't read the whole damn book cover to cover 17,000 times. You know what I mean? I destroy my books, man. Like they're highlighted. <laughs> I rip pages out and I'll keep I them love somewhere it. if I need to reference to them. There's notes in the margins. They're like everything. Like I Same. Just, I'll write it out everywhere. I got notepads. I got notepads. I don't, I got, my phone doesn't leave here. Okay. Phone doesn't leave this office. 
Yeah. I have an iPad that goes in the living room, but that's as far as it gets. Yeah. Does it go to the bedrooms? Oh, there you go. You know what I mean? I don't want any type of, but I have notepads and shit everywhere. So yeah. sometimes I'm in the shower, dripping wet, jump out the shower, start writing shit down. <laughs> you know use it for right. what it's good for don't they're not meant to stay in pristine condition unless it's Love like it. a tradition right um, i know we've unpacked a lot and for the listeners out there you know if you've listened to any part of this i mean i would highly recommend not just listening for the content and listening for what she's saying what she's not saying look at look at the way that she's able to frame I think that's the biggest thing that jumped out to me from our conversation. I've learned more from you from our just this conversation about the way that you frame conversations and tell the story when you're framing. That what that does, it paints the picture for the other person to visualize and really take in in a deeper level on what you're what you're trying to communicate, and they know intuitively the intention behind why you're saying it before you say it. That's what makes you really impactful. I picked up on that today. So. Oh, thank you. That's such a massive compliment. Thank you. You're welcome. And I, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. <laughs> that's the shit. I was like, wow. I was like, I don't even know if she's doing When you said it the last time, I was like, I got to tell her now. That's six times. So, <laughs> so yeah. And, hmm. and cool. I mean, and then and, and, and it really speaks to your interviewing style. You can't, you know, you can't sort of like an eagle when you're with turkeys. So I get it. Yeah. yeah, I get Well, that's what I do. I mean, that's the next phase, I think, of the community that we're building with Winject Studios. Um, Monday, I'm going to go live with Justin Shanks, another partner of mine. He's phenomenal. He's top one of the top podcasters. We, we both know. Right. Um, it's funny is that I sent him a message. I think it was a couple of days after we had our initial conversation. He's like, yeah, yeah I know. Her. And I was like, yeah, I know. We, that's the next thing I was saying, I, I, maybe I should type the whole sentence before. <laughs> <laughs> we're like finishing our sentences, but we're going live on Monday mm-hmm. talking about why it's so important to prepare yourself for your interviews. I look yeah. at every interview completely to, like there's only one question I ask the same. And that's probably the first one. Like tell them a little bit about yourself, like where you come from. So that way I don't have to like really frame your whole bio at the beginning after I do a recording. So, and other than that, I have no idea. I have bullet points, but I have, I'm so present in the conversation. I want to have an impactful conversation. And that's all, that's my intention. That's it. So I appreciate the conversation. That was a pretty good thank little you. segment. Actually, so fun. Again, it felt like five minutes. So thank you so much for having me. Bob, it's my pleasure. But you know, anything you need from me, anything, I do have that conversation coming up. So I'll be in contact with what we spoke about before we hit record in little green room or whatever we did before this. But um, where can we, where can they find you? I know your shit was locked down, right? So where can they find you? What's your new handle on IG? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can find me. My handle on IG right now is Operation Swipe Up, That's all right. one word. So um, Chris will have it in the notes. Yeah. And it's an interim account until I build my personal brand one with the group. Um, I, you can find me on Facebook under Ella May. You can find me on Clubhouse. And my handle is Ella J. May. Uh, the, I would say, honestly, Instagram's your best bet. Um, mm-hmm. And just DM me on there. And lately, I've been super loving Clubhouse, making some cool connections and bouncing around <laughs> there. So you'll probably see me in there. Yeah, you popped my cherry on Clubhouse. I know. We're like, <laughs> I still don't know if anyone's listening. I know that my phone on. I kind of don't even want to look. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Saying, 
I was saying to Chris, I started recording. I'm like, dude, what if we just, I mean, I don't know, maybe like it'll bomb and nobody's listening, but like, who, the like, who knows? Who knows? Like, I mean, the whole thing is just turning it on. That's the, that's a really good advice for people though. Listen to that. Ella, what you just said, turn it on. Like no one's listening. Who gives a shit if they are, if they are not just, and like, if they are, you're hoping you're giving right? an impact. Love it. So I don't know. So like, yeah, I was like, Hey, and so he didn't have his iPad, but I'm like, whatever, I'll just open mine. And I know the sound will come through. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know, like whatever, we'll see what happens. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's 300 people listening right now. Maybe nobody, <laughs> everybody's like requesting the room be shut because it's awful. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we popped, well, I think he'd been on before, but I'm excited to see Chris on there more. I know he's going to kill it on there. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, I'll, I'll be coming on more. I just, I, I'm in, at that first initial phase of the first phase of Winject Studios and the community um, from March 1st. That'll be the second leg of the rollout. What we're in right now is like more of the beta testing, and you're part of that group. So mm-hmm. the beta testing, making sure the T's are crossed, I's are dotted. There's the, there's no barrier entries in the beginning of it. There's the, the right culture there. That, so like one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that success overall. That we're beating on that one drum, right? Why it's important. Then we're rolling over to the second phase. That's really taking it to another level. The wait list is there, like 300, 400 shows. It's going to be well, fucking you, massive. I'm going to be so excited. Do you think about this? Okay. Cause I've, I've had this on my mind lately and I want, mm-hmm. and I really want the audience to hear this. Um, and, and this will be quick. Cause I know we probably, no, no, it's fine. Before. Fine. But, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm good. But, uh, think about this, right? So like, for example, the show that I'm launching, I'm looking to get some, you know, fairly public figure guests, right? Yeah. So people that are, that are well known. Um, Think about think about this angle, right? Like, let's say, for example, I wanted like Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. and you know, so I do what I I do what I can do to get in proximity with her team, and I reach out. And I say, hey, I would love to create an introduction for Gwyneth Paltrow on Clubhouse. I'm actually launching this podcast, so what we'd be doing is I'd be hosting Gwyneth in a room. And I'd be asking her all about the latest goop, whatever. It's going to be recorded. It'll be released. Evergreen will give you guys all the content, but it'll also explode Gwyneth's following on pot on clubhouse mm-hmm. and give her an intro to the platform. Think about how much easier that is to book than another. Oh, interview. oh yeah. That's huge. That's huge. That I was, yeah. And on top of that, this is something that I wrote down and I was explaining to the, um, to the team, right. Is that I was like, all right, so we're going to utilize this thing. You got their, their course, they're on it already and they're doing their thing. I'm just, I know where my zone of genius, I need to be there for what I'm doing. Right. So, yeah. and they're building the communities and, and whatnot. They'll have the conversation. So I was like, all right, they'll test it out. We'll, we'll work from there. And then we have a moderating one and we have mine growing up. And I was like, all right. So when I do go on, I want to make sure that I'm just going to get on there and just do my thing. And I, and now I know exactly what we're doing with Winject studio. So I'm able to frame it properly on that. If I get on there and the message is kind of like, unclear that's not me and people are going to read that so but yeah what you're doing with the podcast show what i believe with podcast show that's a great platform to do your q a's totally holy shit and like and like what you could do is you know record like you you drop live episodes right yeah right so like you like you don't edit them is what i mean so like with me, I fully plan on recording episodes live on Clubhouse. And mm. then if it starts, if it goes well, to keep it around for, you know, a 20 minute Q&A after. And I tell my listeners, my podcast mm. listeners, hey, if you want to jump in on the Q&A, come hang out in Clubhouse in our club, et cetera. And they still, everyone, the one biggest complaint with Clubhouse right now is it's not recorded. Well, you, mm. you put recorded in the room, you can record it and you started the room. So then you still get the evergreen content dropped later. 
And a lot of these people from Clubhouse are probably checking out your stuff and going to your email list and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so you're able to give them the evergreen content. Like it's just such a beautiful transitional. I just like, I like it because it's not so formal. You know, exactly. like, I, like you, you don't know, need to get, you don't need to get ready. You could be like, mm. like we're on camera right now for no, it's like in between. But... It's like in between. It's like in between your like, a, like a, you have like lunch, you go for a run or go for a walk or whatever. And you just plug it in. And I, 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 I listened to, I think two rooms and I was like, oh, Chris here. You know, trying to pull me up. I was like, no, 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 pull me up. I, I, mean, I was out. I was out walking. I was like, right. no, Superstar. no, 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 no. It wasn't that. We were friends. It was a small group. It wasn't like a, one of those massive groups or anything. Joking. I'm just joking. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, um, <laughs> Jeff Lopes when he popped on, he's like, he popped on, you know, how when you sign up for it or something, you add them and then you pop in and then we started adding more people. And added more people. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. You know, they added me. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I thought it was a major group. I freaked the fuck out for a second. It was so funny. Everyone was dying. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't ready to talk, man. I was chilling. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Oh, oh my God. I'm so animated sometimes. Anyways, but um, thank you again. I appreciate you. you. I look forward to man we're just gonna catch lightning in a bottle probably a lot and i'll circle back on some of the other things that we mentioned yeah. um, but i just really appreciate the conversation one two your just your energy level that's really rare of someone understanding the frequency the high level frequency of the energy and knowing how to transfer that properly and being conscious of the fact of the energy level most people don't understand that so well, kudos to you i appreciate that welcome and like i said guys y'all be kept y'all be well be safe be you let's win just go win if you listen to if you learn anything from this i guarantee you'll see an impact just something and i'm sure there's a lot there in our and you're right my team will put together show notes links you'll know how to find her you'll be easy to find her so y'all guys y'all be well be safe be you take care peace out <laughs>